right, uh, boys and girls, buckos and buckets, welcome to Frothland. I'm um, I'm terribly sorry uh, for the delay. Um, ran into some uh, slight technical issues that I had to resolve. Um, but tomorrow we should be good. We should be on time at uh, 5 a.m. Eastern. Um, remember to tune in on uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 5 a.m. Eastern Time. What though? What do we know? And then, and then, what are we not supposed to know? Not supposed to know. Roar, you hear us? Roar, you roar, you hear us? Roar, you hear us? Roar, you roar, you hear us? Roar, you. All right, uh, boys and girls, buckles and buckets, uh, welcome to Frothland. We are joined here today uh, by um, by Mr. Singh from uh, from New Zealand here. Um, what's up? Hello, hello, welcome to my channel. Uh, come on guys, it's not that funny. Subscribe to Hissing Thoughts Gaming on, uh, on YouTube, on Trovo and Anchor, also, and all good bookstores. Yeah. Also, if uh, if you if you ever if you ever make the the mistake of not subscribing, uh, this guy will haunt your dreams. So yes. Perpetuity. I'll make you return to the scene of the accident. How's all from New Zealand? Well, it's been an interesting year, hasn't it? Twenty twenty. Uh, if it wasn't for the COVID thing, which we've been dealing with. Pretty good. Uh, we would be all about the drought. Uh, that so low low water levels in the dams. Mm -hmm. um, we've had had a dry summer. It's been a dry year at the moment. A little bit of rain as we come into summer. I have a question uh, about that. Yes. Because uh, uh, you know I come I come from the land of water. Land down under. No, no, straight on the top. That's me. That's me. Rooftops over here. Um, so yeah. Tops or bottoms. We, uh, a lot of people, they make the mistake of thinking that Norway, like, it's because of the oil. But our biggest resource is actually, if you ask me, it's water. Water in, uh, in, in terms of uh, clean. Yeah. Clean water. Drinking water. It's free. And uh, it's also, you know, a great source of uh, electricity. We have a lot of fish here, but but you know the fish is also in the water, but most of the fish is in the salt water, and you can't really mm. drink salt water; it's not good for you. So so we're not used to to droughts over here. It happens sometimes. We have dry seasons, but it's like rain usually comes. It's not a. I I don't think I've ever experienced like um, it being. A situation where we have to ration water. I've experienced it twice in Auckland. One, the first year that I moved here, they were in a drought, and that lasted a couple of years. And as a result of that, they put in a pipeline uh, down to the Waikato River, which is the next big city down south, more of a rural area. And that was meant to take care of our problems. And it hasn't because the Auckland population, that was 1994. 93, 94, 95 maybe, 
um, has exponentially grown like like humans do and cities do um, and they didn't put in more pipelines um, and they didn't manage the water very well so that's our problem now it sounds to me the problem is that uh, people were, were putting too many pipes in you don't have prophylactics over there uh, no, we take in uh, and migrants. Exponential, exponential we're, growth. We're, we're very, we're we're very open. Our legs are very open to letting people in. With legs wide open, <laughs> Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about the way that uh, local government set up and central government, they they need ratepayers and taxpayers. If you don't have that, you can't grow. Um, so, you know, we're a small country, we're 4 million people or whatever it is. Yeah, um, we're, we're like five over here. Just in your city though, aren't you? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the capital city here, Oslo? Yes, I've heard of it. I think, now I'm, I'm not going to, like Jason, um, he was a great guest because he did the Google thing for me. He was like, he was like a guest, a co-host and an assistant. Oh, so you're saying... He would be nice. like looking up right now. Yeah, because if if uh, I do it, if I start hitting the keyboard and everything, it's going to it's going to rape your ears. Hey Siri, where's Oslo? Yep, correct, Norway. Uh, Seventeen thousand two hundred and three kilometers away from Auckland, New Zealand. How Not many the people? old Zealand, the New Zealand. Seven hundred thousand people, right? Give or take. Um, hey. Siri, how many people in Oslo? This is a test. Uh, Oslo is 693,491. It's a bit embarrassing for you. You're completely wrong. I said 700,000. That was wrong. Maybe it was ballpark. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we had ballparks. Listen, I counted. Like like Texas, they've got ballparks. No, 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 no. I counted the illegals. That's what I did. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. How, How did you count them, by the way? <laughs> I have my method. Your uh, intelligence service would really like to know. <laughs> I'm a licensed drone pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the underground illegals? <laughs> I, you know, it's uh, the tundra doesn't permit underground activity <laughs> <laughs> up here in the Arctic. And the whaling ships. Yeah, I was, I was actually, uh, I was looking for a way to. This is this is kind of not. And, and also, it is related to what we're talking about. Like yesterday, I was trying to figure out uh, something about like how to divide my time during the day. So I just wanted to look at a watch, you know, a clock, like a, like a regular, what would you call it, a wheel of time with, with, the, with the... Timekeeping device, yeah. Yeah but, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, an like a, archaic timekeeping device, yes. Yeah, the, like the disc with the, with the arms. Because uh, I'm a visual person, and that that is an analog. Yes, yes. So I went on my. Um, I had to look that up. Amazing, uh, Galaxy Note Four. <laughs> I, I went on that and I pressed uh, pressed World Clock, thinking, you know, when you open the clock, you would see a clock. No, mm. it showed me a globe. And so. Really. Yeah, and it, it made me just uh, try to, you know, check uh, what's the time. Yeah, that's Apple. 
He's showing me his iPhone on uh, video. You're in there, mate. You're in there, buddy. 8.58 a.m. Is he? Oh, you'll have to, yeah, you'll probably have to edit that out because now I've given your time away. It's not going to be relevant. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, well, so I opened that, and then I saw where Auckland is. Because hmm. I actually, in my head, for some reason, I thought New Zealand was north of Australia. So I was like, why, why isn't Auckland on the map? Why, why doesn't that city pop up? Well, and then I was like, oh, it's way down south. Mm. It is. Like, growing up, they would say that Australia is on the other side of the world, or China. But I think, more accurately, I think uh, we're bipolar, uh, Norway yes. and New Zealand. Probably are, actually, because, like, so the British call us the Antipodes, right? So that's, that is the other side of the, the world. You are not too far from the UK where you are there, so it would be the same, same, same. I think it's oh, interesting. We used to roll there. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's how um, that's how I came to be here today. Because uh, we took pity to the nuns because they were barren. No, not barren, but they were lonely. They were very lonely, and yeah, like the even monks, nuns need some. They can't have none loving. They they need they need some loving. <laughs> the nuns they didn't know how to take the first step. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm having flashbacks to a PUBG story. <laughs> oh, we don't have to take it there. And so um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, similarities and and between our countries, yeah. and I think that could explain. You wrote about the population. I didn't know that. Because you're kind of close to the South Pole. Yep. How much are, are you, uh, can you maybe check? Because I happen to know that Norway is one of the countries that um, has authority in the Antarctic. Antarctic? Yes. Uh, so you want to know like our base camp, our Scotty? Yeah. Are, are you a part of that? Yeah. Yeah. Are you one um, of the, so. how many countries? Like seven countries, I think. Uh, Antarctic, it'll be treaty or something. Treaty, yeah, treaty. Fun fact, uh, Norway's Countries. tallest mountain, if you count the territories that we control, is actually in the Antarctic. So we've got the Antarctic Treaty was signed in Washington on December the 1st, 1959, by the 12 nations that had been active during the, I don't even know what that is, Argentina, Australia, Belgium, Chile, France, Nippon, Japan, Nouveau-Zéland, New Zealand, Norway, Norra, South Africa, yes. United Kingdom, mate, yes. United States, and the USSR. Oh, yeah, yes. Awesome accents. That's my talent. USSR. Yes. Could you even tell when I was speaking there which was my natural accent? No. Uh, but but yeah, we um we have we have a two hundred mile wait. I got to get my miles and kilometers. New Zealand's ocean economic oh, that's exclusive me. zone. That's killing me, by the way. Temperatures and <sighs> Siri doesn't know. Measurements. Uh, we've got fifty-seven percent uh, of our listeners uh, are in the states, so that's why we're doing this conversion all the time. And it's uh, it's a pain. Yes. I don't, I don't get it. Why, why can't I just use the metric system? It's so much better. 
Yeah, our exclusive economic zone, which is basically stretching out in the water, it's 15 times the size of our landmass. <laughs> so up to 200 nautical miles offshore. Yeah. That's how far. It's probably in terms of that versus our landmass, the biggest. But they did discover in recent times that New Zealand might actually be bigger than Australia, which is a continent or a very big island. Uh, what do you mean, like sub sub Full of bananas. Uh, there is a lot of landmass not that far under the ocean, uh, which with sea levels and so on, uh, it could be used as a legally recognized entity to expand our territory because New Zealand is a lot bigger than you're seeing at the moment. Oh, so you guys are um, growers, not showers. Well, it's topical with the likes of China creating, uh, uh, you know, whole islands in the sea and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> we don't have to do it. It exists. <laughs> it's there under the fufa. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, it's, it's pretty big. Pretty big. <laughs> don't like to scott about it, but, uh, you know, our... our uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, Apaligo, uh, you know, group of islands. It's People think of just two islands or three islands, but there's probably, it's like Japan, there's there's, there's 100 million of them, you know, there's, there's quite a lot. I and it stretches, uh, if you put it on onto Europe, uh, all the way up and all the way down. Yeah. So Not little at all. So one of, um, Long and slow. talking about territories, because Norway has one of the, the, the longest coastlines. You're probably in that category long, as well. Well, it's uh, it's very long. It's because of all Pretty the pejorts, as you say. Yeah, <laughs> the pejorts. And um, <laughs> it's, it's like I've heard about the pejorts. <laughs> it's like if you have a if you have one of those um, we we call them uh, uh, we call them stair trolls. You know what I'm talking about? Stair trolls? Those, those springs that you put on the top of the stairs and it sort of walks down on its own. That's, that's Slinkies. Slinkies, yeah. Slinkies. We call them I think it's an American trolls. thing. Stair trolls. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you know those um, those silver metallic beetles that, that like to live under, you know the stones that you put on your lawn so you have uh, stepping stones? Yes. And then you, if you... If you lift one up, you will have these beetles. These kangaroos. Slaters. Slaters. Yeah, well, they sort of. I I don't know. There, there is um. Slater beetle. Yeah, probably. I don't know if it's a beetle actually, but it has a lot of legs. And it might just be. Kind of looks like um. Centipede. No, no, no. It kind of looks like a. Like those. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Does it, does it look like this? Yes, uh, yes, those. Yeah, viewers, viewers, uh, it, 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 just look at your screen now. You'll see, you'll see the, um, you'll uh, see the slaters. Video. It's a slater. What kind of a YouTube channel is this? Oh, uh, it's not. It's a podcast. I go to the wrong platform. Oh, oh okay. So all, all relevant platform. So like old school radio. Yes, and um, but but eventually I will do a video. I will do a video as well eventually. I got people working. Can people on. like and subscribe, just like YouTube? You know what we call those guys, though. You call them sliders. Slate. No, we call them wrinkly trolls. Wrinkly trolls. Oh my god, I love Norway. Just or, trolls. Or wrinkle, wrinkled trolls. What do you call internet trolls? Uh, what, what do you mean? You know the trolls on the internet. Oh, oh, those guys. 
just yeah, what do you call them? Usually internet trolls or um, oh, you don't have a fancy like China have the, their fifty centers. They're paid by the government to, to troll. I, I just name them by their their IP address and they go away. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that guy. Uh, if you speak his name backwards, he goes away. Who's that? Uh, you remember from, from the horror movie? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't. Don't want to say it, mate. I don't want to say it. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't say Candyman. <laughs> okay, so one of the territories we actually have uh, control over here, um, it's not here. Beetlejuice. Wait, which one are you? Are you thinking of? I'm thinking. I know I've interrupted you, but it's I'm, important. I'm thinking about the most. Uh, it's a very bad place to be if you wake up. Like if you wake up on a deserted island. This is the last island you want to wake up in. Guantanamo. No. Cuba. No. Because that has people at least. At least you have some right. people undressing you. You know? You wake up on the Bobay Island, which is the one landmass that's the most remote landmass because it's the furthest away from any other landmass. I'm uh, sorry, I'm just imagining our, our mutual friend Puffinchick uh, would find that paradise. <laughs> that, that's where Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was, yeah, we played with her uh, PUBG Mobile. We played that earlier today, and she was like, I'm going to have the best Thanksgiving ever. And I was thinking, oh, she's finally getting together with family. And, and she was like, yeah, my sister is kind of the boss of the holidays. And she was like, you don't have to come here. <laughs> and so I'm not going. And all my friends think I'm going, and I'm letting them think that so I can stay at home alone, you know, <laughs> in my tub with my dog. Yeah, it, I, I can relate. Like, a staycation for me, I, I love the idea of it. I can just stay home and play PUBG Mobile and COD Mobile and hang out with family and not have to deal with driving, all that sort of stuff. So about this island, I just um, I need to say, uh, say this because it's the most remote island in the world, you know? About, What's it called? Uh, the Bouveia Island. Bouveia? B-O-U-V-E-T, island. Yeah, Bouveia. And it's, um, yeah. it's uh, about 1,100 miles north of the Antarctic, um, Antarctica, 1,200 miles east of the South Sandwich Islands. Oh, okay, so not near Norway at all. South of Goch Island and 1,600 miles south, southwest of the coast of South Africa. Okay, let, let me look this up. B-O-U-V-E-T, Bove Island, there we go. Sub-Antarctic. So it has, um, it's 19 square miles or 49 square kilometers. And 93% of it is covered by glaciers. And Sounds at delicious. the center of the island is an ice-filled crater of an inactive volcano. So, and the, uh, begs the question, why? There's well, to be some strategic... Whaling. whaling. Oh, of course. Yeah, That's yeah, of course. So, yeah. so whaling, before the oil, and this is kind of ironic because oil was, you know, one of the pr uh, products from the whale, was the oil. It's almost directly across... If you went down under the globe, across Antarctica, it's on the other side. 
not quite as far out as New Zealanders, but yeah, it looks it looks reasonably close. Yeah, so so it's kind of a uh, mini Norway in that sense because, like we were saying, we're on the opposite side of each other on uh, on the globe, pretty much. And the so sea knows no distance. Then yeah. we also have this uh, this uh, this mini situation going on here. It's like a babushka doll in a way of geography. Super interesting for the listeners, probably. And so. <laughs> the thing about this island is the, the the territory itself, the island in itself, is not that big, right? No. And so what the whalers used to do, they used to go there uh, with the whales and, um, and then, you know, make the oil and, you know, eat whale meat and stuff. And then they would go back, get more whale, until they had the ship filled with product and then bring it all the way up to Norway. Kind of a tough job. Kind of a tough job. And then after that, because that sort of ended, uh, after a while that sort of ended, st stopped the whaling. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, like internationally frowned upon, I think. You guys still whale there? Oh yeah, but uh, only the minke whale because the minke whale oh. is a pest. It um, it's a troublemaker. It's a troublemaker. They uh, exponential growth, growth just yeah, like New Zealanders, like like, <laughs> like ducks, <laughs> like ducks, ducks in New Zealanders. We, we have duck shooting season here. <laughs> yeah, duck duck shooting. It's the, the only time they're allowed to shoot ducks is when they say, "Yep, you can go for it." Oh. Like Call the numbers. <laughs> and do you guys eat ducks them? are terrible, terrible parents. I got to say, uh, where I work, oh, they don't care. We have some some lakes, and you watch them. All the cute little ducklings come out, and there's twelve ducklings to each each couple, each each parenting duck unit, and it's amazing. Oh, they're so cute. Every day, one less duckling until they just have like one duckling. That's <laughs> it's amazing that they need a duck hunting season with those those odds. Basically, they're terrible parents. I think they may they may <laughs> have gotten the concept of evolution the wrong. You know, there might there might be a confusion in the duck community as to what because you know the strongest survive, and then they're like, okay, we need to make sure we we have only one survivor, and that's that's how evolution works. It's not. <laughs> That's not how it's it like works. A, it's like a version of Hunger Games, basically. And, and do you know how, how we would Send your tributes to fight the eels and you, the cats, <laughs> the feral cats. Do you know how we were taught... And the hawks. <laughs> Speaking of evolution, <laughs> you, know, you know how we were taught that, you know, uh, when, uh, when we make babies, right, and the sperm, millions, millions of them, I've done this three times in my life, so I'm, I consider myself to be an expert. An expert. Nice. Nice. Expert. Yeah. Yeah. See what you did there. You're, a, you're an expert. Nice. And so what happens, right, is that we're told in school, at least I was growing up, I was told that, you know, the fastest, strongest sperm will reach the egg. So it's the best of the best. Of all these millions, that's the best of the best. If you think yes, about it, it, that means, c considering, I'm not out to offend anyone, but there are a lot of idiots out there, okay? There are a lot of people out there, and if you consider that this person 
was the best of the best at one point. Yes. You're like, what? But the thing is, and it's not that long ago I learned, I mean, probably like last year or something. That's not the case. It's not the best one. Because, you know, Finding Nemo, mm. how, uh, how they, uh, they, they hook up with the turtles, with the tortoise. The yeah, Finding Nemo, an- another, another uh, story about terrible parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so they, they catch this stream, right? And they carry it by the stream. But that's kind of how it works. It's kind of how it works. And on the, on the way there to the egg, the way the, the, the female is constructed, there are so many obstacles. And so you, you, it's like uh, falling into a river, right? A wild river. You, you, you hit the rock, you know? It do, doesn't matter if you're the, the strongest or the fastest. If you knock the fuck out, you're not going to get there. I, it's kind of um, random. It's actually kind of random. I see it a bit like on the idiot side of things. Um, to to you coin PUBG Mobile again uh, is is um was it a, an analogy or a eulogy? I, I don't know what the <laughs> word is. But you can be pretty good at PUBG just by camping for most of the game, <laughs> and then sometimes you get lucky by by basically winning through through camping. And uh, you're not the best player. You've just let all that. Good players kill themselves first, basically, and you get the chicken dinner. Don't don't tell people what I do. <laughs> uh, sorry, giving away our clan tactics. <laughs> no, but but it's funny you should mention that because that happens uh, as well. Like if how we got to crown. A, yep. Yeah, if a different male, <laughs> if a different males has sent these troops troops in before you, they are camping for days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For days they're in there. They can live for like a week or two. Imagine. Yeah, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but <laughs> don't don't finish that. I'll, I don't want to edit. <laughs> oh, I also hate Kanye. Editing. Kanye. <laughs> I thought you were an R eighteen. Kanye Come on. West. I think he got seventy or sixty thousand votes this year. That's a city right there. Small city. Yeah, town. I don't know. Got, got my dog sitting with me, and she uh, keeps farting. I wonder if she's trying to tell me something. But but if you consider this, uh, a lot of his friends are rappers. Mm. And a lot of rappers, they have a lot of aliases. Yes. They might have just gained 10,000 votes, but they have six names. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that Trump hasn't called him out. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but, um, yeah, so on the Bovey Island, after the whaling, it was used as there's a the, there's been a weather station there, you know, research stuff like that. But the thing about it is, when you go there, the only place you can you know reach the sh- shore and you know embark the the land whatever you call it you you know you go you go to land from like from the boat. Yeah, you disembark or embark. Dis- disembark. You embark on the boat. You disembark onto land. Not sure. Mm. But anyways, it is where all the, um, what are they called? Elephant seals, I think. All, all the elephant seals are. And those... Just lying there gagging for... Those guys, they weigh 
fur, fur seals, what, the southern elephant seals. You know, they, they're, they're massive, okay? And what I didn't know is, do you know how fast they can move? I'm imagining an angry hippo. They're, they have no legs. They have the, what would you call those, luffers or something? The arms. Yeah, on, yeah, that's what they have. Hmm. It's basically. Are you, uh, I forgot you're not YouTube. You can't <laughs> see what I'm doing. <laughs> Viewers, I'm smacking my hands together like a seal does. Yeah. <coughs> but imagine a very um, corpulent uh, seal, um, one that looks like an elephant. Oh, they're super fast. Imagine an, if an elephant was a seal and it had flappy things for arms. But, but so. I, think, I think the males, they can re reach like, a thousand kilograms, like two thousand pounds. Don't quote me on wow. that. Wow. They're, they're massive. Okay, okay, so they're a car basically. And yeah, and they're just laying there, so they they're look very docile. But the males have like ninety percent of their weight is their testicles. It's just testosterone. So they're super aggressive, and they can chase you down. They can fucking chase you down. Fucking chase you down. There we go. And, and, and if you're hit. By a thousand kilograms, moving at I don't know, forty kilometers an hour or something, crazy fast. I'm just imagining five hundred kilograms of sperm coming your way. That's terrifying. <laughs> Tsunami much? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so imagine to me this. I I don't know why don't it, why don't it, it should be a prison. This well, should be, fun fact about... And, and um, it should be a prison. You know Lord of the Flies, that story where you have mm -hmm. this island and all these kids are basically, they, they're running, they, they have to run it on their own. And they're trying to get the ring back to the um, lava place with Gollum. Yeah, and the fat kid felt so bad for him. <laughs> um, interesting fact about uh, Bovatoya. Uh, it used to be a training ground for um, aliens. They would um, set up cage fights with early whalers. Whalers and um, elephant seals in a cage. Yeah, um, they were the, predators. The, the intergalactic MMA fight. Yeah, it's a true, true story. Um, I saw a documentary on it uh, a few a years ago. A documentary. Yep, and they, they <laughs> burrowed down. It's kind of like there's at the, at the heart of it, underground, there's like this um, pyramid scheme going on. <laughs> these, uh, these files are classified. The um <laughs> the mainstream media don't want you to know about it. <laughs> they don't. But there They're is a documentary. A you, can, you, you can look it up. <laughs> um, I think it's called something like Predator versus Alien, something like that. So that's interesting. Um, but I thought it, to me, it sounds like the ideal prison. Because mm. one thing, you can't have much infighting between the prisoners because they will have to depend on each other to survive. You know. Mm. Got, you got the glacier, the, uh, you got the glacier. You got the elephant seals. You got the climate. It's one of the most windiest places on earth. Okay? The climate is so awful. So even worse than Wellington. It's awful. Which is our capital city. Uh, I think 50 Fahrenheit is the warmest it gets. What's it in Celsius, Celsius degrees? 10.2. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit on the uh, colder side. So they sure. would suffer, and you, you want prisoners to suffer. And and also because it's not supposed to be fun in prison, right? And so, and and then you have you have penguins, you have elephants, so which political system seals, you have. So they can make they can make clothes out of the fur seals, you know, 
Yes. Um, I don't think maybe it's not a good idea to hunt the elephant seals, but the penguins they can probably probably. Well, what are these prisoners done first? Like, I want to know punitively in my mind how much I want them to suffer, or is there a chance that some of them could be innocent but they've been found guilty? Oh no, in no. Which case, I would send them there. Um, sort of like Russia, Siberia. I would send the slow walkers. Hong Kong. Slow walkers and, and people who believe they're supposed to stand next to each other on escalators when I'm trying to catch <laughs> Who won't wear their masks and <laughs> cough over other people. <laughs> Evildoers and such. Yes, yes. We're yeah, getting biblical now. Oh, yeah. What, yeah. You know, you know uh, terrorists I would send there. Tourists. Yeah. To, I'd send tourists there. I, I, you know, when we're talking about population control and stuff, just, I'm happy for people like um, certain political leaders around the other side of the world that want to want to portray us as being having concentration camps and all, all that sort of stuff. I'm happy for that information to be out there. Please do not come to New Zealand. It's a horrible place. You don't want to be here. It's uh, it's it's got elephant seals. Yes, you see, they come up from Antarctica. Like a deterrent. And penguins, Pe forget them, the penguins, oh, they're the little assholes. They think they're, sorry, I, I, you have to edit that out. <laughs> talk about. They're little troublemakers, they are. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Penguins are evil. Yes. Especially the females. You know why? <laughs> you know what they do? Yeah, they trick the men's. No, no, no. Well, all females do that. But, but <laughs> the penguins, the penguins' mother or female, whatever you call that, the penguin. What you call it? She, she likes to march, doesn't she? I think I've seen this documentary as well. They go to the edge of the cliff, you know, where they're supposed to dive in to get the fish. But in the waters, there might be sharks. Doesn't have or to tiger be, seals. But there might be sharks seals. or other predators, right? And so what they do is they're like, hey, girlfriend, how about you take a gander over there and look over the edge and see if you can see any uh, predators? And then... You know, little Miss Swanson over here, she uh, she leans over, and then her best friend just pushes her into the water <laughs> to see <laughs> if she's eaten. And Could if she's eaten, meme. you know, then they might put push a couple of others in there. <laughs> Basically, eating the sharks. And while the sharks are eating, they go and they fish. Yes. And so uh, a lot of mothers never return. And yes. and the ones that do return, do you think they give the others fish? No, they don't share. Well, they they got their man's waiting with the uh, with the egg on his on his little uh, uh, feet flippery thing. Dog, do you need to go out? I do smell. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to watch that that documentary, not my dog, um, that's called March the Predators. March of the Predators. Yeah. Yeah, it's an alien tie-in. And it's kind of. Uh, I don't want to spoil her a little bit. When you think about it, Popper's Jim Carrey, Popper's Penguins. Mm. I think they were all male, just trying to escape. Mm. And they did. And Again, we've, we've been really hitting on the theme me, of bad, bad parenting this, this, this podcast. Listen, this to me just confirms yet again that Jim Carrey is a hero. Mm. Thank Agreed. you, Jim. I don't know how we ended up there, but thank you. Is he a good parent? I don't know. Apparently. Like, he's, uh, well, he he has moved on from, like, 
I think what happened to him was something he caught some sort of depression. A uh, weak, weak sperm. Yes. Okay. And then he um, he picked up Pinky, mm. and he disappeared from from media for a while. And then he came back with a new perspective, and it's very inspiring what's, uh, what he's been saying about, about life and how to approach it. And, That's uh, good. That's what we like to see in our um, more mature years, isn't it? Our, our midlife cryings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys might not know this. I don't know if I said it while I was recording, but uh, we're recording this through uh, cleanfeed.net for free. Uh, we're um, recording this through CleanFeed, and uh, you have to name the recording. And so I thought I was doing that, but I actually named Hissing Here Midlife Crying. <laughs> and then I thought Did that's a good band name. To totally appropriate, yeah. And that's also how we, um, how we, how we started, kind of started, uh, how this kind of started. This is kind of the origin of this podcast is the podcast we have, or vodcast, because it was video. Yeah, there we go. There it is. Men trying to understand technology, and what we did was we went uh, live on Instagram together, and then we posted a Dual recording. Dual live stream. Yeah, we were the first people in the world to do this. Pioneers. Pioneers. Um, it was really technically pushing. Uh, podcasting, live streaming wasn't a thing done at the time, certainly not by video. We were, uh, but we were pushing we, we, the virus. Special like we were, yeah. we were actually, you know how people went to the frontier? We went to the frontier and we started to, to push it, to, to bend it further out. And sort of causing a shift in the time-space continuum. It's interesting because that podcast actually became PUBG Mobile. Yeah. You remember this? We yeah. we were – it wasn't just us. We were a bunch of friends we were trying to keep up, keep in touch with. Uh, we couldn't get them onto the podcast. And you, you came up th with the idea of PUBG, but we actually turned that because it's got audio on it into our podcast, the, the, the last – proper podcast we had of uh, two middle-aged men trying to understand technology was us running around trying to kill teenagers yes. and uh and and six thousand PUBG videos later that's that's what it is it's um we're still podcasting it's just on a computer game platform. yeah and it's kind of funny how this circle works because i went from basically hijacking our podcast channel <laughs> yes you did PUBG mobile did. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> Spamming it with... <laughs> to, to starting a podcast. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> First, you don't succeed. You know what they say. Um, but, but yeah, in the future, I'm hoping to uh, do, do more of these episodes. Uh, by now, Jason should be out. Uh, that episode should be out. Oh, can and I look it up now, can I? No, no, no. No, oh, I'm talking okay. to the listeners. Oh, right. I've got to pretend to like it's like the future. Yeah, I need... I am in the future, in the day ahead. I'm going to have to have, I think, four or five episodes of this. And then uh, on the other series, I'm working on the, the stories there. Um, probably three of those. 
This would probably be the most watched one, though, right? Oh, what have we got? We've got Elephant. Well, I, I've got OBS running, so, you know. Oh. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm not wearing makeup. And AB, ABCs, man. Makes me look like I... So you look like a you look like a homeless man uh, during COVID. Well, you would say I, I could have dressed up for you, wear a tie or something, you know. Oh, I gotta say, you know, <laughs> COVID's I, been an opportunity uh, for a lot of people. You've hey, you, you've come out the stronger. You're the guy missing out here because because <laughs> you know what, I would have put on tassels for you, <laughs> and now you don't get to see the tassels. I, I've I've seen enough video. No tassels for you. <laughs> No, there will be no tassels. No soup. So, uh, yeah, no milk today either. No, no, no and uh, wait for this this pivot just to give me give me twenty seconds. I just need to do something with my dog before something the dog happens to my floor. One second. I thought you guys do that. He's just letting the dog out so the dog can have a tinkle or a poop. Put a put it in the. Uh, fertilizer in your garden. That reminds Back. me of what I was going to ask you about in terms of, uh, you know, the whole water um, situation you got going on over there. I thought you're going to ask me about how I tell my dog to go. You say, galpi, which uh, in Chinese, it sounds like go pee, right? Galpi. It actually means in Chinese, uh, dog fart. Ooh. So, or, or it's a um, slang for an idiot, which links us back to the strongest of the idiots. Uh, but oh, the sperm. The sperm, yes. We, we are the strongest of the idiots, and biologically, it's it's an impressive thing when we think about how far we've come, and uh, mm -hmm. we are the representatives of a, a long, long line of people, and we intermingle in bits. I've got some of the, uh, the Scandinavian blood from both sides of my families, and then probably the Mongolian horde before that. I don't know how this works. What do you think? Like, like you're saying, your bloodline, okay? If you take it all back, mm. early man. They're all, they're early all man idiots, stage. yes. Yeah. Early man stage, you know? Yep. We have yep. fire. What do you think? Because the standards, you know, beauty standards, all, all these ratings we put on each other for, for valuing others. Yep. In terms of back then, but now, you know, it, big, it, big it, guys funny. I don't, think, I don't think anything's changed. Big butts. You know, everybody has a funny friend who's in every other aspect of his life is probably useless. <laughs> and he's probably the funniest when he doesn't know. Everybody has yes. that friend. And we value it's that person. That person adds value to our lives. Back are, then... Are you saying that's who I am? No, no, what I'm saying is that back then, that would probably not be the case. If, if you have all these saber-toothed tigers, you have uh, no. enemy tribes, you know... True survival of the fittest camper. Yes, is, is what you had back then. Yes, but actually, not much has changed. Yeah, it's, it's PUBG all over again. Yes, like CrossFit back then. That was just yeah. <laughs> that was just if it's you were right. cross-eyed and fighting. Well, and you would think twice about fighting, certainly within your own species. Oh yeah, I, I, I think actually, I think it took a while before before wars. You probably had like they say that back in the day, in this stage. Even after fire, they say that we were uh, more like primates, and the females they would reproduce like the animals do. So they will have multiple partners, and like you know, 
you could like the guy didn't really have a say. Hmm. That's that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but but my question is, what do you think your ancestor, the first to make fire, hmm. if he met you, how, what what would he think about you? What do you think? Put yourself in his mind. He'd feel a little bit superior because his brain was actually his brain's bigger. His brain it's, is bigger. We know we know we know that much. Our brains have gotten smaller because uh, we we don't use half the shit that we needed to back then. So it's probably shorter. Pam then. Pampered lives. Um, Has to be shorter. Not necessarily. I oh don't, yes, don't yes, yeah. Come on, come on. I I, I don't know. Just Maybe they were years tall back ago. Then. People were, well, you know, people your size were paraded around uh, the world. But well, even now it's getting shorter again as well. I mean, there's, there's an evolutionary strength to being sh as small as possible. There is. Yeah. But but I don't think the tall the tall people don't tend to live live as long. Just just saying. Hmm. I mean, look at Andre the Giant. Well, he wasn't just tall, though. He was a giant, but yeah. not that big. You he, mean he not that much bigger than us, he right? Had, he had a syndrome. Yeah, he was obesity. Just ate ate too much. No, growth. He had too much human growth hormone. Wow. And uh, same with Waldo. Oh, oh, Wadlow. Robert Wadlow. Where's Waldo? No, Robert Wadlow, the, the tallest man of all time. Oh, yeah. W James Bond? No. British no. fellow. He died from an infection in his foot. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that that's something to worry about back in the old days, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, there's no antibiotics. In fact, we're probably headed that way with the drug. Everyone worries about something like COVID, but actually it's the drug-resistant bacteria that's probably going to kill us. You know, uh, We didn't heed the warnings of the guy who invented penicillin or was attributed to having invented it, not that he did, actually. Penicillin. Just, just found the mold. Yeah, well, that was actually an accident, though. Hmm. They, they, they left yeah, for yeah. the weekend. He was messy. Back, and yeah. they're like, don't clean your rooms, kids. You never know what you'll discover. And um, Mold, mostly. Do you have Antibus over there? Antibus? Antibus. Spell it? A-N-T-A-B-U-S. Okay, what is it? Is it mold? No, it's a, it's a, uh, well, it's a medicine. It was originally, they were trying to make, I oh, believe they like were trying to name. make an antibiotic. And then by accident, they discovered um, that if you ingest it, after drinking, uh, you convulse. And so they Ooh, used it. Chronic alcoholism, I see. Yeah, so they used it to give it to alcoholics. So if you take that, and if you have like oh. two units of alcohol, you're in trouble. I've unfortunately had, I've worked with alcoholics, uh, which is horrible to see and, and deal with. But uh, no, I wouldn't know myself because obviously I haven't gone to the chemist to pick any up yet. Yeah, well... That was also an accident, I believe. But in terms of the yeah. dog, because you took the dog out, and I have a confession to make. Hmm. When you put your head down on the table there, the last thing you said before you left the room was, I have to go and do something to my dog. <laughs> and the first <laughs> and thing that bang. came to mind was, I thought you guys did that to sheep over there. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so I said that. Well, where do you get the uh, where do you think the term doggy style comes from? <laughs> New Zealand. 
No, if you I, have that many sheep. I explained that you were taking uh, the dog out for a tinkle <laughs> or, or a poopsie. Well, she was pacing, and, she, you know, it was better to just have a little pause there and get her the hell out of my room because she was farting and, you know, again, gulpy. So yeah. it's not pleasant. It's a distraction. It's not pleasant. But, but when there's a drought, because you have, you have grass and trees in New Zealand, I believe? Yep. Yep. Are you... We have for jorts. Are you encouraged uh, to pee in public during a drought to make sure to maintain uh, the greenery? Uh, by public, do you mean parks? Oh, yeah. Or do you mean outside. like your backyard? Just outside. Yeah. Outside's fine. Yeah, but anywhere. Parks as well. Like you could, technically you could, you know, put it in a jug and carry that jug so you don't have to expose your, your parts to the ducks in the park and the children, I guess. Why not just drink it, you know? No, 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 no. You just... You really? Well, no. you could do that to ration water, I guess, but I'm, I'm thinking um, because of all the, you know, minerals and stuff in the urine, it will probably enrich the soil. And so, so I'm thinking if you don't have that system over there, we don't need it over here, but we have brains over here, so we come up with these ideas. Mm. Um, we have uh, we got a tank. Uh, it's only 100 litres, but that's enough to help offset things a little bit. Uh, with summer coming in, we do have some plants that want watering, but also we take that, we capture the water from the shower, and that goes into the washing machine. My mother's been doing that for years, and not even smart. a drought situation, but they have they have tanks out in the country, so you have to preserve that. Here, the tanks, even back in the, the earlier drought that I talked about in 90... And these are not armored so vehicles, by the way. Oh, yeah. These no, tanks. water tanks. Yeah. Yes. No, we, we don't have uh, a military here. We just just run the good goodwill of strangers to leave us alone because we're so far away. <laughs> and and uh, as I mentioned, we have concentration camps, so, uh, yeah, best. It's called and, school. Uh, it's and elephant send our children so they can concentrate. <laughs> yes. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, we went from sperm to urine now. Bodily uh, fluids. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I just like the symbolism, how everything just, just <laughs> flows and ebbs and tires. It's, <laughs> it's like the sea knows no distance. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the, the sea does not know any distance. That's one of your albums. You're in a band, right? Yeah, I am the lead singer and the, the songwriter. Uh, although I have some great collaborators on the musical side of things, which makes life a bit easier. And we're about two years behind um, on our, our, our album that was meant to come out, uh, dealing with, um, I guess, the mental illness side of life. So are you uh, working some songs on... songs that we haven't finished. Uh, but, but these days... And you, you can know, buy this yeah. album pre-order pre now on... Um, I don't know, where do you do that? Spotify? Bandcamp. Should I put it on Spotify? Yeah. yeah. You should probably put it on Spotify. Like then you and get subscribe. Money if I just uh, by the time this comes out, Shades in a Dark Room, we're on Bandcamp. I mean, you can you can see our stuff. I'm probably more famous actually for um, doing a PUBG song. More famous for that because I didn't actually sing on it. I just sampled game sounds and in a two-hour exercise created something that is actually probably my biggest YouTube video so far. Well, uh, well, we we can, we can certainly uh, introduce our listener to listeners to that song uh, but speaking of YouTube five years ago you were on your bicycle mm. and because um, you were slim today 
Not right now, you need to right now. Okay. But well, can you do time. this? S- someone listening to this. Yes, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> interrupting you again. <laughs> yeah, but this is because um, we both uh, have done some YouTube in the past, and we still do. Yeah. But five years ago, this is almost 50,000 views now. Pretty good. Whoa. Yeah, 49,000. Your second most it's popular video had 2,900. It's actually, it's up there with music hit, actually. Wow. Yeah. And then your third most popular video is Relax and Try Not to Pee Challenge. Yes, that one is a surprise little hit. <laughs> that is a surprise hit, that one. Question. I had someone approach me and uh, want to do something with that. <laughs> Question: The boat in the pool. Mm. What, was it a pool of pee? Was it what? A full of pee. Yeah. Full of pee. Yeah. What? What are your reservoirs for? That was back before we had the water issues. The po- the pool will not be up this summer, which will be the first summer we have. Uh, I, I love. I, I, I'm a commuting. I never say never. Like if you collect enough pee, you could still have a pool. It's true. It's true. I could just have a cold shower, though. Cold showers are fine. Yeah. And, and you could actually drink like that man and just get one of those uh, light straws. And or just open your mouth and let it fall in. The water, not the pee. Or, or either, I don't know, if you're sharing the shower. So uh, you were approached uh, by who, exactly, for the Try Not to Pee Challenge? What was <sighs> It's like some marketing thing. Someone was representing someone else and they liked the idea of... Actually, it wasn't the Try Not to Pee Challenge. It was the Try Not to Yawn. That's the one I'm thinking of. It was all tied in with the same thing. It was it was just a riff on the, the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or was it the pee? I can't remember. I was thinking like adult diapers and you would be like the face of the New Zealand <laughs> diapers. <laughs> Inadvertently well, so, because because you're thinking you're thinking, oh yeah, you want to use some of my footage? Oh, that's great! And they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're great, right? And then all of a sudden, you see your face all over the place for adult diapers. <laughs> well, I did uh, have a tooth extracted uh, just after my birthday last month, and you know who else is missing teeth? Old people. Yeah. So there's that. There is that. So next next thing is the diapers. Yeah, probably. You'll use, like, if there's a, if there's a quarantine situation, I'm, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again for you, but in a way, but in a way I am, because then we get more time together. But <laughs> if there's an, you know, if there's another situation like that, because at home, you're at home, mm. and nobody is coming to visit, so how about this? Adult diapers. No more <laughs> toilet papers. Because toilet paper is like, you know, that that was like an issue. We were running out of toilet paper oh in the stores yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah. That and so insane. I think one of the issues there might be that, you know, people are under using the adult diapers. Hmm. So or if you're talking about, you know, uh, going to the toilet in public places and just you see how the dogs do it. Just 
you know, just crouch and is there a way spread your spread your Jesus. Is there is there a way <laughs> is there a way? because uh, I was thinking about, you know, the drought and helping you out over there. Uh you being a disabled country or whatever you call that stuff. And so I was thinking, is there a way to put put something up for a vote? Like officially, like make make um, a suggestion to the authorities that they encourage citizens to collect their urine and they can have like the reverse milkman. You have the pee man. Oh, Last well. of the urine verse. <gasps> oh, Genius level. There's your title. <laughs> there's your title. Genius level. <laughs> pee man. <laughs> by the power of reason. <laughs> oh my. Wow. It's funny you say. Skeletor in adult diapers because he wants to prevent the flow. <laughs> and in then China. And <laughs> now I'm, I'm thinking, wouldn't that be great though? And in terms of, at least over here, people are losing their jobs. And people probably need jobs in New Zealand as well. And collecting jugs of urine isn't that complicated, you know? And then even no, though no. you have a quarantine situation, you can still have it. You can still, they just leave the jug outside. With the trash, or next in to a the milk mailbox. container, yeah, in a milk container, yeah. And then you know, they come back just like my neighbors. They put a f fresh bottle there for you for the next time, hmm. and you just keep going. And then, then they just put it. They collect all these bottles, put it in like these giant tanks, and they just go out into the park and just just water the park. Yeah, it's fertilizer, fertilizer and and water. Um, they, they did this in China. It was called night soil. I can't remember how to say that in Chinese, but uh, they had a person, a night soil man, who went around at night and collected the bottles, um, and they used it as a low-quality fertilizer, basically. When That's I was how in bad things Shanghai got. in 2007, I saw a guy in, like, he was wearing a very nice shirt, very nice shoes, but he was pushing a wheelbarrow. And I was like, so I asked my friend, because I was visiting him there, because he was working there and living there. And he says, uh, that's, uh, that's the poop guy. Oh, my God. So he's still job, going? Yeah, because um, a lot of the buildings wow. there, still in 2007, a lot of the buildings, they didn't really have like a sanitation system. It was basically shafts. So you, so you poop, right? And it just falls yeah. out of the building. How fucking medieval is this? Oh, my God. I, I had no idea that it was and actually not that long ago. And he, the traffic is terrible, right? So he can't bring the lorry around. So what he does is he takes a fucking wheelbarrow and he fills it with poop. And then he walks it over to, you know, wherever his car is parked. And that, that's his day. And then when the truck is full, he goes to the villages and he fertilizes their crops. Oh. Yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Well, and they it's were not building a crazy system. They were building for the um, uh, the World Expo thing. They were building yeah. uh, at that yeah, point, yeah. and uh, those buildings were uh, you won't even like. There were twenty million people living there at the time, and I came from here, and we already established that now oh, there's seven hundred thousand here, and I thought that was big, and I went there, mm. so that was a shock. And the people working on the buildings 
they made these makeshift uh, little towns on the street. So they had stores, they had bars, everything just uh, just basically uh, pallets, you know, wooden pallets and, and some tarp. And uh, that's his wife running the store. And the husband, if he doesn't fall down from the building, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the scaffoldry wasn't metal, it was bamboo. Bam fucking boo in 2007. And, and you know, he would come home and they would sleep life. there. They would sleep right there. In the store, kind of. And this every guy night... This was dressed up in like a suit and... Yeah. And every night, uh, workers would fall down from the buildings because they were sleeping up there and die. Uh, wow. Now that's wow. a job. That's a job. Wow. You, you can call yourself a working man, you know? <laughs> then you can talk about, well, yeah, isn't this a communist country? Why don't you... <laughs> where's the union? Where's the... <laughs> I thought this was their thing, you know. I don't know. I don't know much about politics. So. It's fascinating because um, my neighbors are uh, originally from China. The um, is three generations living there. So there's the, the older one, obviously. But they, I don't know if they still, still do it. I haven't seen it for a while. But they had uh, a collection of milk bottles outside um, where, their, where their washing line was. And... Uh, and my wife saw it one day. I was like, "What is that?" And I said, "They're collecting pee. milk bottles full of pee. Basically, they'll be they'll be using it for their fertilizer because they do have they've used recycle old recycle bins and filled them with soil and they've turned them into little gardens and stuff. So that's that's what they're doing. They they've grown up. That that's what you did. You you used that stuff. Didn't let it go to waste. Hmm. So you know they could have probably saved on not having a bathroom. I guess that would have well, you know they're probably good in a drought. It's it's funny how how waste is sort of redefined, like what we consider mm. waste and what we consider, you know, useful and what we value and what we don't value. It's kind of funny how that works. Well, back to the public parks with the dogs. You've, you've seen what they do with uh, their waste and other, other dogs' waste. <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, I don't want to talk about it. In this <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Demonetized just like that. Should be wearing my uh, Joseph Caton T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, shout out to to Joe there. Um, yeah. So what we were, uh, what I was actually going for here was um, was this video that mm. I discovered back in the day. You didn't tell Sorry, me about I it. I interrupted you. So this is uh, you five years ago. You're on your commute and. Um, I'm going to play parts of it, but but you can uh, tell me what happened up until the moment you say pull over. Mm -hmm. So you want me to start? Okay. Yeah. So the, the backstory. Yeah. Uh, so as as we've alluded to earlier, I am a commuting cyclist. I, I cycle 25 kilometers a day uh, to work and, and back. So I uh, have to have to mess with the Auckland traffic. Uh, we're, we're not great drivers, um, like probably anywhere else. Um, but I was within a couple of kilometers from home, maybe even less than that, and there's uh, one of the hills there, and uh, a van passes me, going reasonably fast, um, but that's, again, not unusual, really wide on the road, um, and then they, they pull in, uh, and they hit a motorcycle that's parked on the side of the road, and so to my eye, 
that bike went up and flipped over basically and smashed back down. I initially thought there was a, mo a motorcyclist on it, that it was a, you know, a biker parked a on the person. side of the road and yeah. we were dealing with something else. Um, and, and that vehicle did not stop and there's no way that they didn't know that they hadn't done that. Um, and, uh, so they have driven off. And at that point I had a, I had a, um, a very old, a very terrible quality, even at the time, uh, helmet cam. Um, mm -hmm. I'd got it because I'd been hit by a bus <laughs> basically. So it was my evidence, evidence cam. Yeah, like <laughs> so it's another cam, story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, quickly realized obviously that the bike was damaged, but there was no person involved, but this was a, was a hit and run. Someone had, had basically uh, caused an accident and you're illegally bound to stop and they weren't doing that. So I was trying to stop them. Yes. And, uh, and a uh, quick uh, caveat here, there are s there's some amazing music here, but it's copyrighted. <laughs> it's, uh, what, was it the Knight Rider theme? It was the Knight Rider theme music. Um, this video was one of the first first videos I did for YouTube. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing with the export and stuff. The I, I put some text layer over a very terrible quality video, which I made even worse with my exporting, didn't know. But um, as you say, it's one of my most successful videos so far. And only a few comments about are about how terrible the quality is. All right, so we, we start here, uh, the chase. Stop! Wait. There he hits the bike. Stop! And you start chasing him. Yep. Pull over! Riding up Okay, now I have to stop. There we go, that's the Night Rider music. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I was gutted. I got a copyright, not a strike, but I, I got demonetized. So even though it's a successful video, I, I will never make any money out of that without re-editing. And so, so you chase him down mm -hmm. um, for about uh, a easily a kilometer. I think. It, I mean, it's. I think it's in real time there. Right? I don't think I edited it. Goes on for a few minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm trying. I'm trying to find where you actually talk to the guy. Yeah. So he he. I think you're there yeah. now. So, so now yeah. you're actually caught up to him because he parked. Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, I'll shed it. Oh, my back. Oh, no, 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 no. We actually jumped. Yeah, no, yeah, you have. So, um, this is me. No, he, I only he caught the guy. Hold on. We, we're going yep. back to, I'm sorry, guys. But we're going to where you actually confront him. Uh, yep. I, I found that now. He is. He is. He, whoa. So pull him front. It's okay. Of him, get I back there and do your, do your duty, mate. <laughs> so here you tell Dead him horse. to to do his duty to go back. Yep. And not only did you chase him yeah. <laughs> all the way there and, yeah. and use your dad voice, yeah. but you actually chased him back to make sure. Uh, uphill as well, back <laughs> uphill, <laughs> to make sure he goes. Because by that stage, the owner of the, the motorbike, it was, a, it was a lady actually, uh, came out. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of... I'm pretty sure as I was even in the start chase, um, you know, there were bystanders that, that had noticed and stuff. It was pretty pretty noisy. Um, I only caught this guy because he stopped to check his damage, so he knew he'd, he'd done wrong. 
I didn't know it was, uh, let's say, a, a late teen or maybe early 20s. Oh, you so looked it, you know, it's, it's, it looks young, yeah. It's like his dad's van sort of thing. And it's a pretty risky move, uh, especially, you know, there could have been a confrontation. I pull in front of him to stop him go any further, get to make, make him know I've got a camera and, a, and his license plate. Um, but they could have been a gang member, who, who knows? And, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a tall guy. I can take care of himself, but I still don't need a – you know, it could have been a really stupid thing, but um, you know what? It, that it was van, pretty legendary. That van is kind of sus. Yeah, it is what Puff would call a raper van. <laughs> okay, well maybe that's the dad that we've. Uh, <laughs> um, I suspect the guy was on his cell phone, distracted because because of how wide he went uh, past me, uh, and then swerving back in. Um, which which wouldn't surprise me, but he he did go back. He he didn't really have a choice at that stage, and I I went back and kept the recording going to to make sure they were exchanging stuff. I gave the lady my details and said I had a video video footage, um, and that if she needed it or the insurance company needed it, I had it. Just to and clarify, uh, he wasn't single at the time, so this wasn't an elaborate ploy to pick this lady up. <laughs> That would be well, motorcycle story. chicks are hot, right? That's right. how I met my wife. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I met your mother. <laughs> yeah. I yes. made sure this uh, this guy hit her motorbike. <laughs> and uh, lo- yeah, I mean, ruffians. yeah, just just around the corner from home. I shared that on my Facebook, I think, actually, before I put it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but even the YouTube viewer, there's a good mix of, uh, of comments of something I'm an idiot, something I'm legendary. I got video. I, I trust you're going to do the right thing. But I'll give voice. you my details. Such a dead voice. I got video. <laughs> I got video. Yeah. <laughs> Remix it, someone. <laughs> I have video. I got video. You want my details? Go back and do your duty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's biking? It's mine. Who fucking talks like that anyway? Go back and do your duty. You're like, oh, what I, am I an opportunity police officer? <laughs> I mean, not to take away from the fact that this is pretty badass. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like chasing down a van, I don't care, with a bike. Yeah. And knowing how ridiculous people look with helmets on and that, <laughs> that yeah, handicap solution you had on top of that, you know. Yeah. And you still speak with that authority. That, that, good job pulling that off. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. You did. You did. You know? Enemies. And then um, uh, then we have the PUBG mobile song that you made uh, also. Yeah, it's interesting here you call out the, the ranking of the videos because obviously... I did a lot of collaborative um, This was made a year and ago, and it has the same amount of views as the Hit Me Run song. Yeah. Hmm. And it's probably got me my most gaming channel subscribers just through the song, I think. Yeah. And so what happened was that in the game, you, c- you can do these... Uh, call-outs, like voice... Voice yeah. call-outs, and there's Commands. also an announcer voice, and it was the same voice, I believe. And then yep. at one update, they changed the voice. Yes. So The, the day after I released the song on YouTube, they <laughs> changed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so to start with, it was archiving a pretty epic um, 
part of the uh, phase of the game because uh, people missed that. They did bring it back later, um, but but yeah, uh, I tried to sample as much as I could from that game. Just it started. It's one of my teammates, a Kiwi Kiwi kid. He uh, was glitching out and he was doing the enemies ahead thing, and it, it started making me think I could turn that into a song, and so I did. Back then, I was uh, still feeling pretty creative and stuff. These days, I do do the bare minimum, basically, because I just don't have the energy. But um, yeah, even the there's a, there's like a flanger effect through it, and that's actually the airplane when you're on it um, before you, you jump out for the battle royale. Just little things like that that I don't think most people would notice. But that's as I say, other than the drum the drum beat, it's all um, it's all in game sounds. And uh, you you want the copyright strike here, right? That part? No, no, no. I give you permission here here to. Oh. Oh, I see. Let's go! That's the, that's the plane sound there. Yeah. Enemies! 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 Enemies ahead! I know the words. Enemies! <laughs> I know Enemies. them by heart. Enemies! It's got some of our old friends and it's got over in it. Just that little lisp that she's got. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like how we're both vibing to this. It has a vibe. It does. Here's the bridge. So, your band, Shades in the Dark Room. Yeah. Great name. You um, you had a live concert, mm. and was that before or after this? After. After. That was last year, I think. For uh, it was uh, someone's birthday party at a um, someone's fiftieth birthday party at a at a tennis club. Actually, the first and only concert that uh, Shades in the Dark Room has done. That's tennis, yeah. Tennis, tennis for you, yes. other people. Runs with penis, <laughs> tennis. And so uh, I imagine there's a live version of this song now covered by The Shades of the Dark Room, probably. <laughs> Enemies Ahead? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, uh, I was wanting to do a COD mobile version, actually, uh, and so was was thinking about before COVID. Uh, there, there's some a bunch of stuff, a bunch of beats that our, our keyboard player, um, once he got his, his new keyboard a couple of years back, um, Really took off with some of some of his, uh, yeah. It's song, it's still songwriting. Uh, I, I do the lyrics. I do the, the vocals uh, for my sins. Probably why that song there, the the PUBG one, was so popular is because I'm not singing it. It's not my voice. It's sampled in game sound. So maybe that's telling me something. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But uh, I mean, I, I when I was young, when I was young, I never oh. needed anyone. Um, yeah. I, I wrote poetry. I wanted to be a poet uh, when I grew up, but I, I couldn't sing. I couldn't play an instrument. And my poetry started getting infected with melody. And, I mean, you look at songs. Some of them don't make great poems, right? They, they, um, but it is it is an interference to uh, when you've got a melody in your head, but you're writing poetry that nobody can hear that melody. It's a really hard thing to get out. And when I met uh, 
met, met a, a girl who actually became my wife. Uh, she she had a, um, Your a guitar wife. that yeah, my wife. <laughs> Great success. Um, and and that's I, I picked up the guitar and learned three chords and uh, they were folk songs, but you know played in a punk style and. I started to teach myself how to write songs and sing, and then uh, again, it's it's a big deal to share that with people because you know you can't sing, and uh, you know what the attitudes might be, but you've got something inside you that you want to you want to get out and share. And then years later, um, I had an experience where I had a I had an experience um, had had a, had a best friend at work. We were we were like brothers. Uh, we connected over music, and he was um, he was an actor type, uh, and he kept talking about this band that he was in, but it was him and his friend Hugh, and they were starting to make music, and they were starting to actually get people saying, hey, come and play at our party sort of thing. And I wrote, uh, he had a girlfriend at the time, and uh, things weren't going so well, and he'd tell me about the experience. And I went away that night and wrote a song called Crazy Girl, Get Out of My Head. It's just me on my guitar. I probably did it in two hours and output it and shared it with him the next day. And he was so blown away, he shared it immediately with his friend who had a... Um, recording studio in his house actually um and we got together and we we actually became uh, the first band i was in um which was las vegas sexy girls which is uh, <laughs> named after it used to be a strip club in Karangahiki road in, in auckland here and my friend was walking home drunk one night and that's the sign he saw and he said if i move ever in a band that's going to be the name of the band las vegas sexy girls oh, so we were the las vegas sexy girls and we wrote we recorded that song with my friend Clayton singing. He's a, he's a not a singer, but he get himself into an acting. Sorry, he's a runner. Uh, Clayton from yes, that that Clayton actually. Yeah. I've written other songs about One of my Clayton. Song. Yep, and uh, we that period of time when we worked together, probably two years, was one of my most prolific songwriting bits. And we wrote uh, there's another song, a Pretty Blonde Terrorist, um, yeah, uh, which even back in the day, uh, we tried doing that one. But but basically, what happened is. Crazy Girl got played on radio, and um, and that was that was kind of cool. We we had a plan. We were gonna um, you know do a, a gig at uh, New Year's and stuff. But then my friend and his other friend they had a bit of a falling out, and that was the end of the band. And where did that leave me? I, I suddenly had people that it took the pressure off. I could write a song, but I didn't have to sing it. I didn't have to worry about that inferiority feeling of not being able to sing my own song. The other guy was an amazing player. I could pick up any instrument and make anything sound good. And I had a recording studio at home. So I could just write songs, give it to them, and they would make it cool, basically. And I'd had a taste of that, and all of a sudden it was gone. I was like, what do I do now? Well, there was a friend of mine, uh, Chris, who I, I call Harmonica Dude. He used to live around the corner from me. And we'd get together and play music, but I couldn't do covers. I, I was terrible at right. covers. I was embarrassed by them because I could never make them sound uh, how, how they were meant to sound. But I could do my own stuff. So I started sharing with him. And he's an amazing harmonica player. I mean, he's one of the best I've ever heard. And it's a shame that I, I um, he's, he's sort of stopped coming to the band nights. But uh, I went around to his place because um, he, he doesn't really answer his phone or do social media or any of that stuff. He showed up and I, I, Yeah, I kidnapped him just before dinner one, one day, um, probably on the weekend. Bummer said to his him. wife, I'll bring him back in two hours. And I forced him to play on a couple of songs. Um, one of them was called uh, The Final Countdown, though. I, though I had that song, which is off our first album. And even with what little I knew about recording back then and latency issues and stuff, we still managed to come up with something that was pretty, pretty cool, pretty, pretty punky. And that's where it started. It's like if I can't, if I can't have what I had, then I'll just have to do it myself, and I have to force myself to be the front man. 
And then I've just picked up friends as I've gone along, picked up another guy uh, who played bass with us for some years and recorded um, a couple of the albums. And to where we are now, um, we've got a keyboard player, Gerhard, from Austria. We've got John on bass and, and sometimes guitar from, uh, from uh, the States. Um, and we've got Alexei, who's from Cuba. Um, and then if Chris was here as well, um, he, he, he stopped earlier this year because of COVID. Uh, um, that, that's the guy in the Congo. Yeah, that's the guy. Yep, Russian name, Cuban guy, uh, interesting guy. Hmm, um, you, Mike. <laughs> well, he he did escape Cuba, so. <laughs> um, but but that's that's where we are. We're we're a bunch of friends, and and I met them actually through uh, through my wife. Uh, all of them have my wife. Uh, children about the same age as my my youngest. Uh, so some of them went to kindergarten together. Three three of them did, and. Um, and we've just built it up around that, like that. So we've we've been having a uni- unique experience to write songs together, get together every. Th- well, it was Thursday. It's now Wednesday nights. We we, we yeah. used to be a beer drinking band. Now we're into wine, a bit, bit more of the fine stuff. Yeah. And um, we write we write music and we we get to share that when we actually get around to well, finishing the recordings and stuff. Bougie. 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 Yeah, you bougie as wine. Bourgeois. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bougie as wine drinking motherfucker. She she'd been drinking tonight. She was in good good spirits. Oh uh, yeah, literally her liver was in spirits. <laughs> Pickled soaking. Just going like whoa again. Um and so uh yeah, speaking of poetry, I think I found it. I think I found it. Cause you used to do uh mm, spoken word. Yeah. That's how my YouTube got started, actually. Mysterious oh. marks and dents from hit and run <laughs> car parks and ghosts in my shed. Like some suitably disfigured figure of speech fighting rush hour roadworks and drive by debris. It used to be my friends. These sorts of things never happened to him. And he's Chinese. <laughs> 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 oh, the that random shit that you just end. write. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> yeah, a little poem about a car. He actually gave me that car, and it was in pristine, beautiful condition. He was proud of it. Beautiful car. Didn't need it anymore, and it was it was a way of um, emerald uh, green. Yeah, and by time I traded it in, it was uh, it was yeah just covered in scratches and stuff. It was embarrassing to be honest. But but you were you were pretty savvy at time i would say you, you were talking about how because the hit and run chase that's that's three videos later so this is five years ago and you, you were talking about how you know exporting the files you know affected the quality shitty ass text audio problems yeah. but you were savvy enough to blur out your licenses uh yes i taught myself how to do that specifically for that video because after I recorded it, I realized, shit, <laughs> there's the license plate, and you shouldn't share your personal information. In fact, anytime I'm vlogging at home, I'm very careful because there's road signs and stuff just outside our place. There's uh, you know some some recognizable uh, cafes and stuff like that, and you always have to be aware of that stuff. Um, you know, yeah. not that I'm a famous famous uh, entity at all, but you, you need oh, you to never be prepared know. for that. You never know. Well, as a former journalist, I always knew. People were actually really easy to track down, and I was a I was a journalist back in the days before the internet. That's that's how difficult you can imagine. And think it's so easy to find out things now. You've got you've got Google. 
and the fucking kids still won't use the internet to find stuff. Phone books, that was our biggest biggest source of, of re revealing things. I tracked down the head of the KKK in Australia at a time when he didn't want to be found. The Australian media were giving him shit. I, I tracked him down. I, I just stuck at the phone book for two days and just followed the little threads. Um, oh, you found just out that called, he was an antiques collector. You called yeah. everyone. I know what you did. You yeah. called every single man with the initial KKK. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how I started, but I, I, at one point through talking to someone or to talk to someone, they suggested, I think he's a, a, a military antiques collector. Okay, how do I find out what organizations? And then... Uh, these are New Zealand ones, not Australia. Australia is a whole different place. But you stick at it. If you're curious and you persevere, you will find things out. So you can imagine if I was still a journalist today with the internet, holy crap. But the point was people didn't realize how easy it was to find them, to track them down, because at that stage they never wanted to not be found. It might be different now with the internet age where we're a bit more mindful how, of sharing stuff. But that, That's what she said. But, but how big was the KKK in... Did you go to Australia, you said? No, no. Um, I, I got a front page lead. Why, why it was interesting, he, he was in Australia, and I don't remember what the reason why the New Zealand Herald, sorry, I just doxed myself, but I, I was a reporter at the, the country's biggest daily newspaper, um, and it was hmm. uh, probably in its heyday, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, But anyway, what made this a great story was, we had a controversial politician here. Uh, he's of Māori descent, so uh, um, yeah, indigenous blood, uh, not not here European. Well, he might actually be half. Uh, I don't know. Who, who knows these days? The point is, this the leader, the head of the KKK in Australia, made this comment about if he came to set up here in New Zealand, and maybe that's what it is. We'd heard they were they were um, you know ch checking out New Zealand sort of thing. He reckoned that the this this Winston Peters guy uh, would be a supporter of the KKK, even though he wasn't white, um, because of some of the inflammatory things he was saying about Chinese and stuff to get votes at the time. It's very much, you know, we, we all know politicians like that. They say things that later Probably. they turn out to be the foreign... Yeah, exactly, because this guy was a foreign um, minister and a trade minister dealing directly with China and stuff. So, mm. uh, But he was like that. But that was the comment. And so I rang up this politician who, who uh, you know, is a bit bit prickly. And I just put it to him. And then his response, there's your lead story, basically. Boom, print it. <laughs> and But, yeah, it, it, it looked easy and stuff. But it was actually a lot of hard work to, to track that down. And so but did you it ever been talk much easier to the Australian KKK leader? I, that, that was the guy. Yes, I spoke I spoke to him. I tracked him down. Right, so he, 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 he talked to the politician. I talked to both. Sorry, I tracked okay, down sorry. the head of the KK in Australia. Mm -hmm. He was not talking to media at the time. And so remember, I, I was not in Australia. I did not doorstep him. Doorstepping is when you just turn Show up to up, their, yeah. front, their front door. Michael um, cl classic media move. Turn up with a cameraman. And, and, and then if they slam the door, you've got a photo of that happening or whatever or a video. Yeah. Um, you, you've, in TV, it's more important because you then need you don't footage. Have to you, don't. you can just be like... Yeah. yeah. Um, but I managed to... I don't know, charm him. It's before I was a did you, skinhead. Did you, I'm him. thinking you, you were like, oh, I heard you you collect the antique weapons. <laughs> I prob probably did, actually. <laughs> I have some. Is that something you might be uh, interested in? Like that? 
No, I just sold on the story. I just also I have a lot uh, well, of white sheets <laughs> that I don't need. I'm not sure where to put the holes for the for the eyes. Wait, can you help I me was, out? <laughs> I was planning for the next Halloween. I was planning to dress up my entire family as ghosts, <laughs> but we uh, we're not doing that. So so I was thinking maybe God you could him. use some sheets. I probably this is the silly thing because uh, we we did use dictaphones. Uh, back then even though i was trained in t-line once you have the easiest thing when someone doesn't like the story Stop. and people give them shit dictaphone. about it they claim dictaphone uh, is not when you put your penis inside the phone it's it's a device well <laughs> i don't know what people do in the privacy of their own home but it could be it could be both things don't take the phone it's it's when you use your phone to record now, that would be the modern day equivalent. But but back then it was on a on a cassette tape. Yeah, and mini cassettes. I, yeah, I mean Doctors I probably probably recorded it, and I'm just thinking now, damn, I wish I'd I'd kept none of those interviews um, because it was no big deal. It was just there as insurance because oh uh, I'm interviewing you. You're telling me something. I write it in black and white. You freak out because everybody freaks out about it. And the first thing you do is you claim you were misquoted. So I had to cover myself there because that happened in a big way that uh, was almost damaging to my reputation and shouldn't I was able to prove them wrong. Shouldn't the, the newspaper have it though? If, if you uh, had to make sure that you had the yep. raw material, the newspaper should have a copy. Well, the newspaper should always be checking that their reporters are actually not fabricating shit because that happened to a colleague is, of mine. Do you think there is tape? No, because there was no legal issue over this one. There was around something else uh, where a lawyer criticized a judge. I was in court for it. It was around indigenous fishing rights. And she did something that is bringing the profession into disrepute. So the Auckland District Law Society were trying to get her struck off as a lawyer. And so she immediately went for I was misquoted. The head of the Auckland District Law Society rang me up and I said, nope, that's exactly what happened. She tried to say, oh, her client said that, not her. I said, yeah, her client did say that. She also said it. And so they, they were very interested. They wanted to um, interview me about that. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. I need to bring in my editor at this stage because you know, you're pushing it into an area that we probably wouldn't support. But I had already mentioned that I had, I had audio tape evidence. So they were very interested in that. And my newspaper never gave it up. They just said, we've listened to it. We can verify that exactly what he said. Yeah, and actually worse. Material, right? she, she said worse, yeah. She actually said worse about the judge. I, I edited it down. Um, and But it, it covered me. But they never got that. We weren't going to be supporting a, a witch hunt, basically, for another another um, organization. Uh, but it was enough just to say, it's there. It's it's true. So this uh, clan leader, is he still yeah. alive? I don't know. I'd have to uh, look up if he is. No, he, he could be. He could be. I'm still alive. He wasn't like an old man or anything. I think you're yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're alive still. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was just checking. Yeah, Lo losing teeth by the year, but. Uh, oh yeah, I'm about to as well. I just oh no! Just Seriously. Uh, what? Is it a molar? Oh. Uh, uh, so I was uh, I was in the Philippines seven years ago I think I I'm I'm at liberty to uh, you know share that information now I couldn't up until this point you know security purposes yeah but um, yeah I was there it's just a tourist just a normal guy no worries and um, I'm I'm just joking uh, but I have to say why because you don't know. 
You don't know why I'm saying this. It's because there was recently an article about a guy who he's he desperately wants to join the army here. And you used to be that was because we had cons conscription, so people <laughs> usually would do the other thing. They were trying to get out. Oh yeah, I and he's trying like to that. get in. And and you know he he he's he's doing all the things. He's training and everything. Thing is, his father's wife is from Russia. She lives in Norway. His father has moved to Russia for some reason. I don't know why. But that's why he's not allowed to join the army because he he has ties to another country. Yes. yes. And one of the countries, you know. Obviously, Russia is problematic. China, yes. You know, but the Philippines is also on that list. Mm. And that's why, I, that's why I just mentioned that. But, but anyways, I was there. Dentists there are dirt cheap. Yeah, like Thailand, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, cheaper than Thailand, I imagine. And mm. so, yeah, I just went into this alley. And <laughs> it looked mad suspect but once i got through the door it was you know it looks professional weird and so yeah this guy he wouldn't stop talking uh and he basically um up to that point you know i i didn't have any cavities or anything before in my 30s so but but you know at some point i fucked up think coffee and tobacco and so Sh sugar and uh, and I'm never doing that not much into sugar actually but but I mostly coffee flossing do you floss fizzy drink floss yeah fizzy drink floss uh, I should probably floss more yeah it's what my dentist asked and it's like ah damn I wish I had I never flossed up until that point actually I, oh well I did occasionally but it's for someone like me especially with ADHD like like dental care is one of the things where we it doesn't matter how much brains you have, um, it's sort of a thing that takes up time. It's in the way of other stuff you want to do. You're always in a hurry, uh, either to, to leave or to go to bed because you're desperately trying to sleep at reasonable hours. Um, because there's this this thing where you don't get tired at the same hours as other people. So. You have Makes like it very antisocial, yeah. Yeah, you have like a, and I was working nights at the time, which was, I, I don't know why I did that. That was, like now, it seems like, why would I do that? But at the time, I was like, yeah, oh, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, so I went to this, uh, this guy, this dentist, and he, uh, I don't know how many fillings I got, man. I, it was a bunch of them. He didn't have to pull any teeth, wow. uh, but there, there was like, not really cavities, but like beginning, beginning of mm. cavities. And so what he did was he made a cavity and then he filled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but anyways, that's seven years ago and uh, or something, and that's the last time I went to the dentist. Mm. And um, I don't really have issues like major issues with the t uh, with the teeth, but sometimes I have to suck food out of my teeth, or I I can feel like uh, you know, the icing. What you call that? We call that icing here. Yeah. Like you, you get to like mad pole and it kind of hurts a little. Yeah, bit. brain freeze. Yeah. 
Yeah, but in the teeth. Yeah. The, the yeah. brain is not there. Yeah, that's what causes it. Yeah. yeah. The nerves. I I mean, I, I see dentistry as a little bit of a, a scam, the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so years ago, I, I did go to a dentist. I was uh, yeah, having some, some pain in the tooth that I've let, now lost. And they, they had to drill it out. They drilled out the filling that was there. And there was a risk of um, nerve, nerve damage. And, and then they replaced all my mercury fillings, you know, the ones that from our generation, that's, that's what you got through the, through the school dentistry side of things. Mm. And it's actually no, no big, no big threat if you talk to it. Put in there. I don't know. Is it? Uh, the mercury ones tended to be the silver, the silver lining yeah, ones. Yeah, I, ju- I didn't have, it wasn't, it wasn't metal or gold or anything. I, uh, he put some, uh, like this white. Like yeah. Oh, this, that's what they do these days. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the good stuff. It looks, it, you don't look like you got a mouthful of metal, but for for our generation, and so they they kind of they've got you there vulnerable, and they then make a plan to remove all your damn fillings and do it. So over the process of a year, I had all of that done and spent spent quite a bit of money, and then they're trying to up upsell selling the fries with it. Oh, have you thought about doing some teeth whitening? Uh, no, why would I do that? Oh, you you wouldn't do that? No. Because they're trying to sell you these extra profits. Because they're all renting space, basically, within the dentistry, and they have to bring in so many customers and, and getting an on, ongoing business. And so the only reason I went back uh, lately is because that same tooth. And I did go back to her and say, I think you know, the, the gums receded there. I, I think maybe the nerve is, is gone. And um, the, the tooth cracked while I was just eating a croissant at work. And, um, and that was pretty terrifying, to be honest, because you can't see it and you feel it feels a lot worse. Um, and, and it was some days before I could actually get to see the dentist. It's, it's quite hard to get to see them when you need to. And he did a really good job, actually, of um, he, he pulled out the, the third of the, the tooth that was broken. Um, and then he did a, an amazing patch job. And I reckon I could have just stopped there and done nothing else until it was he did a really good job. But he convinced me that the whole thing needed to come out. Um, the, the nerve was dead. He was, he was going, do you feel that? No, nah, do you feel that? What about that? Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, okay, that's the tooth next to the tooth that you've got a problem with. That wow. that tooth is dead. Uh, so, and because it was um, broken off below the, the, the gum line, uh, so, you know, you can get an abscess or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it was just a, a process there. And, yeah, now I've got a – it's like a bit of me is missing, actually. I, I didn't think it would impact me quite quite like this. My dad's missing. You know, he's got a tooth missing there as well. You didn't put in, like, a bit of in a necklace? No, but I did. Um, oh well, okay. Audio podcast, but I'm, I'm going to show up to the camera now so you can see. Can you read that, or is it in reverse? I'll read it out for your listeners because they probably want to listen. Dear Tooth Fairy, this tooth is worth five hundred and seventy-five dollars at least. It was actually more like fifteen hundred dollars. Thank you, Dad. I left that for the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. You know, he, he's kind of busy, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. He's, um, he's kind of busy these days. Mm. It's probably why he didn't get you. Why? Well, you know, it still would have been nice to movie, get him. Do you think? Has to be just the money. That's just the money. Come on. Have you seen Have you seen him in the, the fairy six with the little, little Reese? Which one? I can think of two movies. It's one called is the Tooth Fairy. Literally, it's Dwayne the Rock oh. Johnson as a you know he, w- I think he actually of course he actually plays like an FBI agent or something, and then he was, he's caught up in this web of tooth fairies. He has to join them. No, I haven't seen it. 
I've seen. I was thinking of the Hellboy one where they have the the tooth fairies that go after your teeth. <laughs> that's the one I was thinking of, which is like, yeah, that's pretty fitting. Or there was a um, an animation with uh, with a bunch of uh, yeah, like Santa Claus and stuff like that. They were like superheroes basically fighting um, fighting. Do you darkness. think he might have been, you know, put under duress of sorts? To address? Uh, yeah, like they, they forced him to do it. Because imagine can't force Dwayne The Rock, Rock Johnson. No, listen. Of course you can. You can force anybody to, you know, if you have enough power and resources, you can make anybody do anything, pretty much. And so what I'm thinking is, if someone did that to him, he would never reveal it. That would ruin his, you know, image. Because like you said, theory. like you said, when I said, do you think he was under duress, somebody forced him to do it? You were like, no, they could never force him to do it. He wants to maintain that, maintain that image. Is he a dad? Like, uh, I know I, of some I actors that have done, done films that are family friendly because they want something that their kids can watch. I think it was a taken situation. The taken situation. They took his like kids. And took his uh, kids and, and like, forced him. You're going to play the no, tooth fairy. No, guy. He's probably proud of it. Like this, this is it. You know, I write songs. The subject matter of them is not appropriate for kids. They're they're about uh, they're either about um, fucking or, or depression. You know, that's they're, they're all love songs basically. Um, there's not oh, too there's many. One about sh- stabbing a guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, that was from the heart. Um, there was a guy, Clayton Weatherston, who. Stabbed his girlfriend. Not the running it says in the song. Not your friend. No, that was a that was a different one. Not not to be confused with my friend Clayton. This is a different guy. How, although it ties in because one of the lines, one of the verses is my um my best friend Clayton wants to change his name to something that yeah. makes yeah, people remember. not want to hate him. He, he had, had the name Clayton and it was synonymous at the time with this this guy who stabbed his girlfriend to death, stabbed her it was 148 times, I think it was. And and we then had to watch the court case unfold because he pleaded not guilty. So his he did it in front of her mother as well, had to go on the stand and all this, and it played out in front of our eyes on, on TV and stuff. And as a society, we were pretty fucking pissed off, and a natural response is to want to kill this guy. And so there it was. It's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I could imagine someone mm. wanting to do a crime to go, go get inside the jail. And I've, I've, I've been inside, actually, as a... Yeah. But I've got a bit of a history myself as a police reporter and a justice prisons reporter. I've been inside the the, the country's toughest prisons, and as well as the, the worst was the women's prison for a different yeah, reason. You're, you're like the New we get Zealand, to that later. Uh, New Zealand chopper. Uh, <laughs> you don't have a you don't have a motorbike. You have a push bike. You chase yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, it's not hard to fantasize about. Yeah, you, 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 he's he's buying bars now, so the only way you can get to him is is uh, committing a crime, going inside, and then then stabbing him basically, yeah, a whole bunch of times more. And yeah, yeah. Wow. The scariest prison was the women's prison, Auckland women's prison. Do you have a a lot of gun owners in New Zealand, like private gun owners? I have a lot of farmers, so um, it's pretty normal for pest Hunting. control to have a 22 or a shotgun. Yeah. Not an AK fucking 47, but uh, yep. Yeah, of course, obviously, obviously. I, I I had a gun license, mm-hmm. um, and then we had a mass murder. Uh, a guy in a small community down down the line went crazy with a um, 
an AK-47, an ex-military one that he'd, he'd converted, I think, into Full Auto and pretty much wiped out his community, including the local policemen. Yeah, um, and I've, so uh, I've seen the movie. That was the start of it. Yeah, Ar Aramoana. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I did not watch movie. it because yeah. it was painful enough living through that as a society at the time that it happened, but it had an impact on... Um, I'd just gotten my gun license. It was quite the process to go through it because there's psychological checks and then the police interview um, you know, people that you know and it's, it's quite a grilling interview there as well. Um, so it's a lot to put people through. Um, and, and then they brought in new procedures and stuff, which meant I'd moved from the country to the, to the big city of New Zealand. Uh, what have we got? We've got almost 2 million people here, I think. So I didn't realize it was actually bigger than Oslo At in terms of people. At one point, we had more guns killed per capita per person, I guess, in Norway than they they had per person in Texas at one point. That makes sense, though, because you've got a um, you've got the European connection with um, such shamans. Yeah, um, and, and it, it was also it was also a thing where, like you said, farmers. It th these are similarities that you have Norway and New Zealand, I guess. Um, same concept with America, though, as to why it was has been encouraged. You you want to yeah, but in the U.S. you have more handguns, right? Because you also yeah, because it's well, there's a protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and more so these days, if you're going to have shootings and stuff like that, I I, I get it. Mm. But but um, I think what happened was they realized how many people, especially after the war, because the Germans left a bunch of mm. weapons behind, and so did the the resistance, right? And so they realized there, there are a lot of unregistered guns mm. out there. And I remember, because uh, my grandfather, he had to register his, his guns. He didn't have a lot of guns. He had, a, he had a rifle and a shotgun, basically. But at the time, like some of these people, they, come, they show up with like a van, you know, at the police station there. Yeah, and because uh, their dad died or something, <laughs> you just open the back of the van. It's just full, <laughs> full of guns, like literally, like a, like bra a brain gun hundreds, and a <laughs> hundreds of fully guns. automatic flight machine gun. <laughs> one guy showed up with a landmine. You know, <laughs> oh my god! Well, he drove it to the police station. Didn't even know if it's you know live or not. Oh my god! You could have. That could have gone it. wrong so fast. I get it though, because you had World War One, then you had World War Two. Who's to say there wasn't a World War Three? And I, I don't think they called it that back then, did they? But it was, it was, you know, s same players involved. And uh, are you going to, you're going to be prepared for that, aren't you? So, you know, yeah. normality becomes something different. So I, I, I get it. Oh, did you know? Uh, have you heard about the Hitler Diaries? Mm, not sure. Okay, so this this one guy. He um, basically what he he specialized in forgery of Nazi memorabilia, especially <laughs> things pertaining to Hitler. It's it's true that that was his living. Everything was fake. Paintings he made fake fake paintings because Hitler was a painter. Yeah. But his biggest achievement was not a good um, one. He made this diary, right? And so this um, this German journalist. Um, for this big magazine, the Star, he um, Stern magazine, he, uh, he 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 was he was 
big into the Nazis in a kind of a bad way, it turns out. Like he bought, I think it was her, I think it was Goering's, Goering's um, houseboat. He bought that. Like he had to sell his house and everything and he bought that and then he realized, shit, I spent all my money buying this thing and I have to pay rent and utilities <laughs> and stuff. So he turned the boat into a museum. So he was filling it with Nazi stuff. And then he came across this diary, right? And um, they had it authenticated and everything. Turns out the experts, they used previous forgeries to verify. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was made by the same guy, right? That's clever. And it's a situation where the, the magazine has paid you know, millions for this. And so they want to believe. And people believe what they want to believe, right? So you have all these people, all these experts now confirm, confirming the lie. But then, you know, they want to license it out to try and make some money back to America, right? So they have an experts book there. Look at it. And uh, yeah, they, 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 found, uh, they found the mistakes and everything. But what I wanted to say, you said uh, about the World War III, about the war not ending in 1945. Mm. This mm. guy who bought this houseboat and bought this, this forgery, and, and this was um, like the way they tried to sell it to the Americans. This was at the time where Watergate was the, was the biggest thing, right? And they, they actually said that this is bigger than Watergate. Here you have the daily thoughts of Adolf Hitler you know, for years. Mm. But the thing is, like, it says, nice weather today. Have a strudel <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> that sounds dog, like my dad's farming diaries. Yeah, dog pooped inside. <laughs> Have to fix that. You know, stuff like that. That's what made it believable. It was so mundane. Also, um, another thing was, you know that when they tried to assassinate Hitler, his right hand was damaged. Mm. How did he make um, a diary entry that day? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> With his right hand. And I, stuff like that. And also the fact that they found, um, I think it was plastic in the binders of the, the, the thing, which didn't even yeah. exist at the time. So, time, yeah, yeah, so yeah they, they did get in. But, but the guy with the museum, the guy with the houseboat, he actually, I think it was Goering. It was Goering or Himmler, one of those guys. But he married this Nazi's daughter. And they lived in the houseboat together. Himmler's houseboat, that, that has a ring to it. I think that's um, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty amazing. Pretty amazing thing to do after the war, even. And you're just like, yeah, I just love this stuff. <laughs> I want to carry, the, I, want, I want to contribute to carrying these genes, you know, <laughs> further. <laughs> I want to start Committed this to the cause right now. It's the closest I can get to these guys. Well, I mean, Gerhard is, uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't say he was German. He, he's he's Austrian. Austrian. So, yeah, he's... Um, so was Hitler. He's, yes, yes. Well, when I first met uh, Gerhard, he, we were talking about 
famous Austrians. And he went through, of course, the, the composers. And I was just like, interesting. Uh, you seem to be missing out one pretty big famous famous Austrian. And there's just this awkward pause. And he said, I thought you New Zealanders didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was Austrian. It's like, yeah, we, we know about that. Um, but he he uh, he did not do military service, um, and for his punishment, he had to work in a nursing home, a rest home, for I think it was a year. And because th- those the, the um, what do you call it, the patients or the residents, they they knew that he was um, yeah, shirking on his military duties, so they treated him like shit. But the number of uh, old Nazis that were in that place oh. and the way that they treated him, it's just like wow. That's that's where they basically went to die. And just the, he said the women were the worst. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, to get them back, he would do things like to put toenail clippings in their cereal and, and all of that. But they would deliberately shit the bed um, and and lie in it, and because he had to clean not only the bed but them. And he, you know, yelling at him to you know come clean that's this up, and you know, it's just like so. Yeah. So that was that. So that's what you were talking about, the third world. Rest home for Nazis. Yeah, that's that that's, a, that's the title of the podcast Daniel right there. Things and poop. That was the third world. Yeah. You managed to bring poop into this. Oh, yeah. From sperm to urine to poop. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. The yeah. circle of Nazi life poop. is complete. Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> Nazi poop. That had to be in Hitler's diary. You know? <laughs> took, took a big dump. Been backlogged for a few days. Uh. <laughs> Just imagine. Like, I, I don't think he had time to write the diary. It sounds like my dad's diary. I, you know, growing up, I rem- always remember I'm sitting down very seriously writing at the end of the day, um, and I said, "Hey, do you, did you keep that stuff? You know, because it'd be amazing if you know you pull out the year that I was born or when I was born, and and we just look what's there." And he's like, "Nah, all he would do, he'd record the rainfall <laughs> and the weather, like the real basics of it's it's almost like business type stuff." But that's and that's what par- even to this day that. My parents are still fascinated by that. They, they ring up and tell us how much rain there's been and stuff. And I'm like, I to this day, day don't know how. I know that the you know they used a weather um I want to gauge to you know that was yeah, part yeah. of the ritual as well. They'd go out and measure it and write it down, and and it, yeah, it still means nothing to me. It's like, okay, dad, um, or mum, mum or dad, uh, I, I still can't visualize how much <laughs> rain that is. Is that is that good or bad? Oh, that's. That's pretty good. That's a good good dumping of rain for for you know if it's it's a month's worth of rain in a day. Okay, okay, I get that. But yeah, when you tell me it's X amount of millimeters, even with milliliters growing up, it, it meant nothing. But yeah, that's that's what I think about when I, when you're telling me about Hitler's diaries. It's like it's believable because it's mundane. It's just like you know, if you're not journaling, um, then it tends to be pretty pedestrian, right? Pedestrian this, thoughts, hissing thoughts. I just have this visual of you finally getting your hands on this this trove of family history that you think you have in front of you. And you yeah. find the, the diary where the year you were born. Birth. You know, you're, 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 you're finding like, okay, so my first steps should be here somewhere. And then there was like eight milliliters of rain. Yeah, exactly. Milk, and then milk was bad. <laughs> have to tell wife. And in parentheses, Oh, son took his first steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No. Oh, by the way, which is it's just a child. Son, son, comma steps, full stop. Yeah, not not even in a full sentence, just a like a list. Four sentences about the rain and wind, and then also <laughs> had a had a child. Wife still at hospital. 
Some threw gumboot through the glass door. Enjoying the silence. But yeah, just to just to think of him there, diligently working away every every day, writing his diary. Oh, that's a, what a what a great example. <laughs> yeah, just, y- your dad, because I've watched your uh, yeah, your blogs yeah. and stuff, so I, so I've seen him, you know. So I have a sort yeah. of I have a sort of uh, hunch about the guy, a feeling. I, I know kind of what kind of guy he is from that, you know, a, an impression, I guess you call it. And I think he he can be hilarious. Oh yeah. He seems to me like yeah. this this uh, he he spends his time walking around observing and saving material until he feels <laughs> like now's the right moment and he will ca- uh, catch you off guard and just you you don't have a choice you have to laugh. Is that true? He has a weird sense of humor. I, I didn't realize how much of a um, introvert. He was until I started doing these little family stories for for my blog, just trying to capture those those yeah those, those stories. That's that's what that's actually how my my YouTube started. I even though that was uh, one of the first those were the first videos. I was actually doing it because when I was when I moved to Auckland, that when that when that big drought was on, um, I moved to live with my grandmother, and she died uh, within the first. I'm going to say six months, but it might, yeah, it was probably six months. And I, I was actually sick at the time. I, I pretty much got uh, glandular fever um, immediately upon landing there. I, I, I turned up sick, essentially. Um, and then she died. Um, but I got this dictaphone. You know, I was going to be a journalist. And um, and my mum said, hey, try and catch those stories, but in a way that it was sort of on the sly, whereas it would have been better to actually just say to my, my grandmother, hey, I'm going to just interview you and test out this thing so let's let's have a conversation that's what you did right yeah instead it was i hit it and um it had a function that would stop recording when you stop talking and that was not the greatest function so it it, it was it was in the same way that that video you were sharing before to your listeners um was a terrible quality video this was a terrible audio tape but i had something that was family history it was her voice her phone rings at some point, which is an old-fashioned dial dial phone, and, yeah, and you know everybody would recognise that. Um, and I needed to share that because I was the owner of this 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 treasure. And it's like, what can I do here? Let's um let's try and Casey nice at it. Let's let's tell a story around it. I'm a storyteller, and I'm learning some techniques. I'm watching you know some vloggers and stuff. This is what I'll do. I, I and it started with this thought: How do I share this? Do I share it through? Dropbox wasn't a thing there, but how am I going to share this thing so that, that people can see it? And I decided to turn it into a video, and it took me so long to put together and just the techniques involved and writing a script as well. But that was me learning how to how to put it together a video story. But in the meantime, I realized, oh, you know, this this opportunity came along, and it's reaction to this this thing that happened, which is very unusual. And so I put that out there, and then it's like, well, I was still doing poetry at the time, and maybe you know these hissing thoughts can be. Um, you know, sharing some of that, and it's the same damn dad voice on those. I, I, I hate listening to those <laughs> those poems because they're they're terrible. They're, the way the, the poems aren't terrible, the way they're delivered. And oh, my oh, no. wife had been trying to kindly tell me for some time that it was terrible. Uh, and <laughs> and really but terrible? but it was interesting. It is as a voice is a it's not a voiceover, but it's a delivery. Um, it's the poet's voice. That's that's what you think of, and it's he's shit. Chinese. 
Um, but that, that was me teaching myself. And um, even though I don't do poetry anymore, that was that was a big part of who I was back then and mm-hmm. telling these quirky little pedestrian you know, snippets of life that people could relate to. The shorter, the better. Um, you know, the short, the, the small poems take the longest time, I think. We're trying to, in fact, we've got a song coming out, which is called When I'm Dead or When I'm Gone. And I wrote it originally when I was in the United Kingdom. And it was probably, it wasn't a song. It was, what do you call them, stanzas? The, the, the um, you know, let's say five verses long, six verses or stanzas. Like a song. And then, um, uh, that's the whole thing, I think. But the actual, the actual bits, the the bits that you'd call a verse if it was a song, you know, it's this verse and chorus sort of thing. Oh, okay. it, was, it was much, much longer. And there was a poetry competition here that the Auckland Library ran, and I entered it. And what I did was, I took the poem and I cut it down to the last verse, um, and and I entered that just just that. And I didn't win, but I I was a finalist. They they got me in there to deliver it, and I took my family, um, which was a bit smaller at the time, and they they got to see their dad and husband deliver this thing. It was you know, and when I delivered the last the last line, there was actually a gasp from someone in the audience where they was like, "Holy shit, that, that was a connection." Um, and they used it. They published this little chapbook type thing, which is still in the library. I think you can still get it out, but it's the final poem because it's a it's a goodbye poem basically. It's a perfect way to end. And so I've actually turned that into a song now. And and I until the last weekend didn't realize I still had the rest of the the poem. It was pretty shit, but I couldn't just do a song based on one verse. You know, and the others were saying, "Hey, just repeat it. That'll be fine." But no, I had to I had to come up with something else. What I came up with is almost very similar to how how it started. And it's like that's that's pretty cool. It's like this poem that took on a life of its own, which is me working with our bass player one night because we were the only two that turned, yeah, were, were present. And um, he wanted to do sort of a certain type of song. We tried that and it didn't work. And I tried something else. And then I just, just this poem started going over. It's like, holy that's, shit. That's, and, that's kind of interesting about the poem and how it turned into a song. And, and you know, yeah. but I'm still trying to understand how that explains how much of an introvert your father is. Well, I'm because that's where you an started, introvert and then well, you yeah. recorded your grandmother. Yes, uh, yeah, because of the family story. So that I reveal, I learned these things about my father because obviously, you know, you grow up with him, you don't always see what's there, um, and he's someone that does bottle up his uh, thoughts sometimes, his annoyances. He doesn't. Uh, I'm someone that lets it out. People oh, know if I'm angry. Uh, I don't know if it's if it's that it's 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 a part of who he who he is, and he is someone that people would think he's just lovely, you know, like he he's really calm and relaxed and stuff, but he is someone that will bottle that shit up and it will come out at some point and he'll be angry and it makes it worse because when he is angry, people think he's being funny, they laugh at him, which makes it worse <laughs> because they don't realize he's being serious, so it makes it worse. But um, but for him to be, he's running a campground now and that's that's a big deal because you know you got to put yourself out there and that's part of who I was as well. I, I, some people think I'm an extrovert sometimes and, you know, we, we do these, these work psychology tests and stuff and I'm an ambivert, but I'm only at 51%. What that means is I've learned coping mechanisms that uh, have enabled me to function essentially. And I know when I first started at this, the company I'm at now 18 years ago, and even, even back to when I was in the UK, I used um, like shock humor to put people off guard. That was me trying to be funny but it was a defense mechanism it was to just put yeah but put them at ease so i could gain just just you know just get forcing myself and journalism helped with that as well actually you've got to you've got to interview the prime minister you know that 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 sort of stuff you 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 just uh, you know yeah yeah 
Um, and I even had one prime minister think I was a detective. Um, he turned up to a police station and there wasn't meant to be media there, but I had such a good relationship with the police station and the program that they were being recognized for, they invited me along. And so they arranged for him to sit down with me afterwards. And he thought he was sitting down with a detective, that I was a young detective, because that's kind of how I dressed. I, I modeled myself because it would open doors sometimes if people thought I was a police officer. You know, yeah, sometimes you, that works in your you're favor. Not, you're not presenting yourself as a police officer because you're not. You dress this this ring here. You're just giving police, a, detectives have have a ring because when it hits, it yeah it does more damage. It's it's those little things. Oh really? It's, I had the ring before that. It's just these are your nunchucks. These are your knuckle dusters, basically. I we're going to jump all around the place, but I, I did get into a, a fight outside my house in the UK once where a, a guy assaulted me, left a handprint on his face, and I was pretty relaxed about it. But he came in and. I caught him with this hand first. And I wasn't wearing this ring that day. This this is a, well, your listeners can't sing it, but it's a big signet ring that my parents got me for my 21st birthday. It's got a diamond in the middle and that would make quite a bit of damage. It was my wedding ring that broke his nose when he came in to attack me another time. And it was the, the ring that, that caught him basically and did the damage. And it's like, all right, I'm never going to take that ring off because you know I could have ended it with one punch instead with my right hand than, than my left hand. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like... Um, I remember you know, some of my first journalism jobs, you, you're basically forced to go out onto the street and talk to people, just find, make, not make shit up, find stories out of the mundane, do vox pops, that's when you just ask people questions and stuff, that's a terrifying experience for an introvert, you know, oh, but yeah. it's good for you because it forces you out of that bubble and to where I am now, where I've been involved in community collaborations and all that sort of stuff and running it and yeah, but I that, could never have done that if I was... That's different because you are you might be at 51%, I'm at 53 personally. So yeah. so a lot of people find, find me extroverted as well. Yeah. But one of the worst things for me is when I'm in an introvert uh, state. And, uh, you know, obligations puts, puts me at, you know, ex yeah. extroverted. Yeah. And, and, and then you just, you, you just have to deal with the feeling of being trapped somewhere you don't want to be. And, and everything is just, it's just overload. It's just too much. Yeah. And you get so exhausted extremely easily. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you do collaborations, like you said, online, like you've, you've done a bunch of them, uh, probably not going into that right now, but but you've done a bunch of them with a lot of people from a lot of places. But you yep. do that on your own time. You decide. Yes, I, I control and then it. Yep. That's different. Yep. That's very different. Yep. Also, yep. even though, uh, yeah, you know, YouTubers, you know, like PewDiePie, he's an introvert, mm. self-declared, uh, proclaimed yep. introvert. Uh, yep. He doesn't like being out there with a bunch of people. But when you make a video, even if 10 million people sees it, they're not right in front of you. It's very no. different. So Ricky Gervais is the same. Would yeah. rather stay home with his wife yep, and his animals. Does he have animals? Should yeah, he, he have animals? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. He should have... Kitson. It would He's be nice to cats. see him, like, occasionally, maybe. I don't know. Put on a Hawaii shirt or something. He's always wearing the, uh, the leather jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very black V-neck, black jeans. Come on, my guy. My favorite series, the TV series of of all time. Afterlife. I think maybe he thinks he's Steve Jobs or something. 
Yeah. And he's there. He's like, yeah. I think he's so successful that he can not give a shit, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great position to be in, you know, like yeah, just to refuse a, work. Yeah, it's what you call a fuck you money. Yeah, yeah. No obligation. It's like it's, it's, it's like if it's you had that, thing. you could just be like, you know what? I'm tired of all these, you know, crazy drivers when I do my bicycle commute. <laughs> and so you would just buy like a tank. Or a Batmobile. You would buy a tank. I dreamed of and you, <laughs> no, no, you would tunnels under the city <laughs> like Batman. You buy a tank <laughs> and you have you have a driver driving the tank. And on top of the tank, you have this, uh, this uh, what, what you call those uh, bicycles? The turn. No, it's bicycles. Er- ergometer, what do you call those? The bicycles, the spinner bikes from the gym. Uh, yeah, the, ex- ex- the ex- exocycles is what we call yeah, them. Yeah, exocycles. You, you put that on the top. <laughs> you have another guy driving the tank, you know, and he, he, obviously you don't have grenades, but you have like... Um, softballs that you can <laughs> shoot to, to sort of clear the way. And whenever somebody, if somebody acts out, you're just like, pull over. <laughs> That's right. Do your duty. Yeah. And then it's like, back of the head. Pull over. Uh, I'm sorry. I've just had flashbacks to me and the OG Fox doing uh, tank missions in, in COD Mobile. Him and me riding around in a tank, basically. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with me to watch. I, that's the one you said, uh, trying to find a tank. Yeah, man's search for tank. Yeah. Yeah. Man's search for out. reason. Oh. Um, I did know a guy that used to carry, um, I think it was golf balls on his on his bike to chuck it, to chuck it, um, at motorists that offended him. Oh, that's, that's dangerous. That's asking for trouble. That's there's, dangerous. There's that's a lot of, in the same way that there's a lot of angry drivers, there's a lot of angry cyclists. Oh, yeah. Out there. Oh, yeah. Since I started running, I noticed. Um, I noticed that I have more confrontations in my life, even in these days, mm. uh, with with the whole pandemic situation. Because where I live, I live up in the hills, and a lot of the time you only have pavement on one side of the road because there's our old roads that that are like yeah. climbing, you know, like the mountain roads in The Shining. Yeah. Not a lot of room, and cars are still driving. Yep. When you're running, you're kind of vulnerable to traffic. You've just given me flashbacks to... I keep forgetting New Zealand's in a really privileged position at the moment, but that was our history several months ago where I, I felt that as well, just walking the dog around the block to start with, no cars, that's great, but when the cars came back and you're now having to get on the yeah. side of the road to avoid yeah. someone here, it was horrible. And so, and so I'm running, and I was running uphill, this long-ass hill, and I found that, you know, for me, when I run, it's all about the pace. Mm-hmm. I have to keep the same pace uphill. Yeah, the rhythm. Yes. Yeah. So I keep the same pace. Got right. the music going. Yeah. No, uh, I used to. Now I actually listen to podcasts about serial oh, which killers. What's your favorite podcast other than this one? Uh, le- uh, the, the last podcast on the left. Ah, uh, Hissing Thoughts. Yep, yep, I've heard of it. Uh, no, no, that guy is a copycat. <laughs> Tries to steal my thunder. <laughs> I would, I would listen to that, but you don't do it anymore. So. No, no, no. I stopped doing a lot of stuff that I should be doing. 
I don't know. You should be doing what uh, enriches your, your life, make you feel like you're... I, I should be finishing off an album. Yeah, you should be completing. That, that's, what, uh, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I've been talking about putting up a schedule, you know, doing these things, you know, for weeks. But, but, uh, but now I'm, I'm actually trying to do it in a way that ensures um, that I will have some staying power. But I w what I was saying was, you know, that I will be able to implement a schedule that I can actually follow. And so, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. running so you got a uphill. System going. I was running uphill, right? And two people are running next to each other, wh which is fine. You know, they might be lovers. They might be, uh, you know, in some sort of entanglement. So it's okay. But they don't move as I'm approaching them. They don't move. And in my mind, I'm like, one of you have, has to move. Because if I have to move, that means going from the, you know, outer of the pavement to out into the road you know, past the vehicles. All you have to do is follow each other, make space. Mm -hmm. End up running into the guy. Oof. I don't yield. I don't yield. And I was just looking at him. He's looking at me. He doesn't stop. <laughs> and he Jeez. just, you, you know how they do in the movies, they do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The bullies yeah, yeah. at yeah. school. Yeah, the shoulder tap. And I'm running uphill, right? Shoulder badge. Uh, but the way I run, you know, when I run uphill, I, uh, I shift my weight, so I'm leaning forward. Yeah, so he tripped. <laughs> but he had the advantage. Like, I could have easily just fallen over. And to my left, there's this hill. So if I had gone, you know, there's a railing, but it's, it's at knee level for me because I'm a fucking giant. Yes, you are. A giant of <laughs> sexy moistness. And then, so I'm, I'm running up there. He bumps into me. If I had fallen there, I would go tumbling down, you know, and it's, it's like, I don't know, 70 degrees angle. I would have gone through, through all this rubble that are there, all the old, old tree stumps and stuff, and into the trees. If I'm lucky, I go into the trees and stop. This guy. But I can't do anything about it because I have to keep my pace. Mm. Just keep going. <laughs> That's how committed I am to my cause. You gotta, you don't stop moving to that funky, funky beat. No, no. I think it was uh, they were talking about. Um, uh, I think it was H. H. Holmes, the guy who built this murder hotel situation. Yeah. So that was my beat. But yeah, people people might do that, you know. And and running, it's a very egotistical kind of thing. It's it's a it's ego. It's just you, you know. About it's all about you, anyway. Yeah, well, it implies an an arrogance there. Mm -hmm. And I can feel I can feel it as well. I feel like like oh, today weather is nice. If this uh, wasn't a weekday, because I'm going for my run later on, if this wasn't a weekday. You know, people will be out walking, I, and it's so crowded because I live near the woods, and the trails are so crowded. And you know, usually, 
because you know how here we drive on the right side of the road, we usually walk on the left. The wrong side of the road, yeah. But on the trails, people do whatever. There's no rules in the bicycles. There's, there's actually traffic. It's actually... Really? Yeah, it's actually a problem because huh. there, there's, there's not a consistent rule. And uh, like I, I think it was a week ago, I was just like, no, I'm not running today. I just aborted it. And I went to the store and I bought beef because I was angry. And I, I had a 400 gram steak. Jeez. And then I went running in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and only then I realized that sure, the sure trail I thought would be lit because <laughs> I was running through the lit trail. And then I get into the woods and no lights. So I was literally running in the dark oh. for like, and, and I can't see the ground and it's full of holes. And, but it was beautiful because it's covered in these tall trees, you know, on the sides of the road. And then if this hadn't happened previously that day, like that I had to stop running, give it up, I wouldn't be running in the night and I wouldn't be seeing that, that you know, that blue-hued starlit sky. Mm. And then... Shades in a dark park, yep. It was, uh, it's not a park, it's, it's the wild, right there. Two minute walk and in well, the fucking park. Wh what is it though? Like, is it government owned or? Well, like yes. a nas national park? So we, we have national parks that you would not, they're not like a park you'd think about. They're the wild, the wild but it's, it's a national park. Oh, uh, it's owned it's, by someone. It's sort of like that. It's, um, there are no houses, you know, no mm. buildings, but there are yeah. trails. And most of these dirt roads are, are not intended for vehicles. Some are used for vehicles, connecting to farms and whatnot. Uh, but it's mostly for skiing in the winter and, you know, running in the or hiking in the, the summer for those who can't use, like, the, the trails that are in the woods, you know, the, 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 you know following footsteps of uh, animals and people from uh, generations. And um, yeah, so that's Back to uh, the first of your your ancestors and their discovery of fire. Oh yeah, I don't think they. I think, you know what, I think I think they would have been shorter, <laughs> and I think they would have been wowed a little by your sight, your ancestors. But they would also yeah. be very disappointed in your skills. Oh, yeah. Because your current life skills wouldn't be I, of much. I use. think you don't have to go back to your ancestors. You just have to go back to your parents and your grandparents. Unless. The ones that are older within within your own time frame and to imagine what they think of you, you know. You know, unless, I, I feel obviously, unless you uh, brought, you know, a cheese slice over here. <laughs> then it will fall out your feet. But, but li listen, my guy, this has been amazing, but I'm worried yes. about you. Yes. Because it's past 11. It is past 11. It's actually any second now, it would be 11 minutes past 11. Mm. Happy Singles Day. Oh. Chinese marketing. Oh, yeah. People got uh, upset of, uh, you know, they got tired of uh, Valentine's. They made it Singles Day. And so uh, that came to Norway this year. 
Wow. It's finally 11 11. Everybody was like, what? And then it's on the news. Have you seen, like have you seen this thing? Yeah. But, but it's so, I don't, I don't know. I feel redundant. Next week, it's, it's uh, Black Friday. But, but you know, Black Friday is not just the Friday, it's a whole fucking week. Like the Black Week. Yeah. Hashtag marketing. Be marketing. Yeah. <coughs> the weeks when you get, uh, get deals. Well, um, thank you everybody for, for listening to my, my podcast. And if you liked it, um, give it a thumbs up and share it with all your friends and family. Oh, um, we got a comedian over here. It really helps the, the channel grow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I hope we, uh, we can do this again. And uh, yeah. like we talked about. I feel, feel like we only just scratched the surface. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we scratched some surfaces. And who knows what kind of bodily fluids would come from here. Yeah, yeah. Got to watch out for those, uh, those elephant seals Little and their enormous testicles. <laughs> they're basically... Especially if they're running <laughs> through the streets of Oslo. <laughs> elephant seals. If you think about it, elephant seals, they kind of look like an elongated ball sack with teeth in front. There we go. That's something for your nightmares right there. Being chased by <laughs> just a giant ball sack <laughs> with teeth coming at you in 60 kilometers an hour. Some people might like the thought. <laughs> Some people might. <laughs> and if they do, not that there's anything wrong with that. Not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> but my wife. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to take this uh, scoop, did this. Almost forgot. I don't have a catchphrase. <laughs>